93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I got to bring this up. And uh, and and ladies, I, I really do feel for you. It's been a long time since I've been single. And uh, and I know it's it's a pain in the ass for any single person, especially if you're just tired of being single. You want to meet the right person. It's been like 15 years for me. And then you hear... What I'm about to play for you, which is a a level of douchebaggery that is that is so off the charts, it, it's pathetic. Let, let me preface this from uh, we got this online. Somebody sent this to us, it, and it seems it seems to you. You need to realize it, this seems to be the real deal. This seems oh, to be, it sounds one hundred percent legit. This seems to be the real deal off of an answering machine. Apparently, this guy saw an attractive girl, went over to her, made chit chat. I don't know where it was. I, I think it may have been like at a cafe or something like that. Went over to her quickly, uh, started to talk, and I guess coerced her phone number out of her. It seemed it seemed sort of the uh, the case was is that she was looking to maybe get rid of him, so gave him the information. She got uh, he got her card. Okay, he, he got, got, her, he got her card. Yeah. Okay, all right. So he got her business card. Yeah. which I guess is a quick way to just dismiss someone here, or take my card, right? You know, mm-hmm. So on and so forth. Call me at work and proceeded to to leave her a couple of messages and. Uh, it's just the pomposity is pretty ridiculous. It, it even starts with the name. The guy's name is Dimitri. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Do you want to? I think. Just, I think. Yeah, it, play it. And, it and women, women are going to break out into a cold sweat all over Philadelphia. Yeah. Because all right, here, just listen. Here we go. Yeah. Hi there, all good, Dimitri. Sorry, I had to leave such a rushed message with you uh, when we uh, met the other day. I just want to quickly give you your, uh, my phone number, and I had to get the heck out of the area. In any event, I figure I'd better leave you a more detailed message um, and explain why I approached you. I am single. I have no trouble meeting women. I mean, women approach me six, seven times a day. Oh my but God. I'm very particular about what I like. You're extremely elegant. I couldn't take my eyes off of you, and your friends were very jealous. Even if they say they weren't, they were envious of the fact oh. that uh, I approached you. And I was very taken by you. Mm-hmm. Elegant women are very rare. I'm Greek, uh-huh. and I'm very particular about what I like. So I'm giving you an opportunity here. I don't know if you pick up the messages on the weekend, but I'm, I'm working on a movie script, so I'm pretty much around all oh, weekend God. doing that. I left you my number, 416-918. Fade out the, the, the number. looks like a landline, and <laughs> if it is, you may not get the message till Monday. But when you do, call me. And then we'll get together for coffee and chat and uh, let the romance begin. Oh you look very taken aback by my approach. And I Pause for a second. It, yeah. At, at this at this oh point in time, there are already thirty missteps in in, in his in his communication. <laughs> at this point in time, I've already invited everyone I know over to, to listen, listen to this message. And I like how he's presenting it as if he's looking to 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 merge with another company. You know, oh here's my. an opportunity for you yep. uh, to what? get with me. Uh, it, it's just horrible, oh, but it, but it gets way worse. Your friends are obviously jealous. Yeah, they saw of, me because even, I approached you. Even if yeah. they say they're not. Right, exactly. Oh, my God. Timidness. I hope it was just a little bit of uh, shock at being approached. So um, wait a minute. Uh, hold on. Wait. OK, hold on. Let me wait. Back and and at what? How, how much? How much time has he spent now? Because this is a voicemail. Oh, yeah. Not no, a on. hey, call me back. No, no, no. Yeah. He, but he's explaining. He, in fact, in the beginning, you hear he apologizes for the brevity of his first voicemail. <laughs> right. He felt it didn't convey just what an opportunity this girl had at her fingertips. So right. she's probably not calling him back, and he continues to call well, her. Well, no, leave he, he, leaves, he leaves the message. He calls the work number, and he, he realizes he's called on the weekend. He says, you probably aren't 
going to get this oh, till, okay, okay. until Monday. But wait, wait till you hear the next one. Right, you look anyway. very taken aback by my approach, and I hope that isn't timidness. I hope it was just a little bit of uh, shock at being approached so um, uh, directly, uh, because I don't really date timid women, because I'm a very direct, very passionate, very assertive man, and I want a woman who's very independent and uh, strong. So uh, anyway, we'll talk about that. But I just wanted to formally introduce myself. Write that then you're a day planner, and we'll talk about that at the later point. He sounds like Mr. Tudball. (laughs) I leave the ball in your court. You call me as soon as you uh, have the courage to. Okay, Olga? Oh, my God! As soon as you you are ready to embrace the all-encompassing manliness that is my essence, then uh, dial my digits and uh, let's get to the banging. It's in your court. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he says the ball is in your court, which means I will not call you, right? Uh, I'll just wait for you to call me. By the way, that is a uh, basketball reference, in Uh case you're unfamiliar with that particular sport. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you're right. You're right, Casey. Uh, uh, The ball is now in your court. That means... It's your turn. It's your turn. You call will call me. me. But he calls her again. And this time, he has, he cannot understand this yeah. presentation. This woman has been given the opportunity to engage in a relationship with Dimitri. And, and more time than he is accustomed to has lapsed. And, and he cannot understand it. Well, quickly, before we go to that, I have uh, Brad, who is Greek. And oh. uh, needs to step forward here for a moment. He, he, does he leave these messages? No, no, no. Brad, are you there? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Brad? That takes all of our Greeks just about a thousand steps back. You <laughs> <laughs> guys are my luck, is he not, Brad? Oh, my God. Total scatula. But, Brad, you want to apologize on behalf of the Greeks for this? Uh, you know what? Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Press, I was the guy who uh, emailed you last Friday about the uh, single mixer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I, again, I appreciate that. I apologize to Marissa. I thought she was Greek, but apparently she's not. <laughs> no, she could still be a Greek guy. She, she so. could be, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to punch Angelo in the head when next time I see him. All right, Brad. <laughs> right, good to talk to you, man. All right, see you later. Thanks, all right, well, let's let's roll this second portion. Oh, All right, uh, time has lapsed right. uh, by by Dimitri's reckoning an inordinate amount of time. Yeah, here we go. Hi there, old guy. It's Dimitri calling again, the guy from the street. I left you a message several days ago. You said you were interested. Now, here's the way I work. I don't like leaving second messages, but oh, I like you. You're a very elegant woman. You're very attractive, but you know I don't play that game. I know your friends tell you not to return calls. You're playing games like you see on stupid TV shows. So here's how it's going to work. It is now 4.30 on Wednesday. Now, I'll assume, I'll assume that you've already left work. Because, you know, some people leave early. Oh, my God. Yeah, but, well, pause it. Shut I, up. I assume that you've left work at 4.30 uh, because uh, the classic structure of the day is a 9 to 4.30. Mm-hmm. So oh, my God. I... I want to kill him. <laughs> All right, here we go. And I'll grant you that. I'll grant you I'll that. Wait, but any sign, this is how it's going to right. work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. But if I do not receive a phone call back from you <laughs> by 3 o'clock Thursday afternoon, I'm no longer interested. And you can erase my number. Oh, my I don't God. I play games like that. I'm completely single. I'm Paul, pause healthy. for a second. That is the most telling statement. I am completely single. Right. Would you care to guess why? Yeah, yeah. But I, I love how, like, now he gives himself an out. Like, if she doesn't call him back by three, well, then 
we're not going to go out, not because you didn't call me back in time, but because I, I don't decide. Play games. Yeah. yeah, her loss. Yeah, your loss. Yeah. Meanwhile, everyone. I will no longer leave entertaining messages for you yeah. to play to your coworkers. Steve, exactly. Yeah. You know everyone that she works with, and yeah. all of her friends are sitting around her desk with this on speakerphone, listening to these messages. For the second one, Kathy, they've got some microwave popcorn. <laughs> yeah. All right, here yeah. we go. I don't play games like that. I'm completely single. <laughs> I'm very intelligent. I'm great in bed. I make great money. Believe it or not. Wow. Okay. Great in bed. I have uh, inordinately large, uh, painful genitals <laughs> that are, are, are can, I can split the log with my unit. Oh, what an idiot. Yeah. My uh, manly essence uh, tastes very much like a cream soda. What? <laughs> Wait, before we continue on, hold on. Uh, Jim's got a comment. Hey, Jim, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Gadzooks. 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 What's up, Jim? Listen to this guy. Oh, my God. He's got the prowess of Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> he has the same rap that Pepe Le Pew has. Like a bundle of sweet mess. <laughs> it is love, 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 at sight first. No? Is it not? No, yes? Oh, she made rush of hot blood to the temples. <laughs> now, like... He's you, right. You don't. He's totally right. I don't know. It's, like you, Steve, I've been out of the game for a really long time. But you don't, like, offer up that you're good in bed to somebody else because that's really uh, – that, that that's an opinion that you can't really Casey, give, that, right? Maybe one in one million times will that work. And usually the person it works with has a mouthful of uh, herpes sores. Yeah, right. <laughs> so so that, that – I mean, what – that yeah, it's like you never go to a restaurant with a flashing sign that says great food. Right. Here's an instrument that says, I'm a wealthy businessman, and I don't have time to call women. That's why I have my intern call women for me. I work for a wealthy businessman. All right, here we go. I'm great in bed. I make great money. Believe it or not, I'm a complete catch. Oh! Mm. I've only been single four months. I had a long-distance relationship, you know, when well, a year. Her preference, by the me. way. Yeah. This gets better, though. Listen to this. like that, and it didn't work out. There's nothing wrong with me. Matter of fact, I'm one of the few men in the city that has nothing wrong with him. Oh, my God. Oh. So I'm giving you that 3 o'clock deadline. If I don't hear from you, you lose my number. I'm erasing yours right now, so you won't be hearing back from me. So that's it. 3 o'clock tomorrow, or you can just completely forget it. Now, I understand if you've got other issues. Like me. Wait, wait. Right. This, oh, this, this is, is the money shot. <laughs> oh, no. All right, go ahead. Start... Wait, he's giving... I, I'm just... I, to... I can't get over the deadline. Listen yeah. to the issues, though. Other issues. Like, maybe you're not playing games. Maybe you've had... I don't know. Maybe you were abused in childhood. Maybe your mother has cancer. You're going to chemo. Maybe you're just a person who's extremely frightened or has, um, has an anxiety disorder. Maybe you're on... Uh, some medication for that. I don't know. There could be another issue what? that I'm not aware of. The reason you didn't but, call yeah. is because your mother has cancer. Yeah. <laughs> or because you're on medication because that he doesn't know about. Certainly uh, a family member dying or perhaps that you were uh, abused as a child would be the only reason you would not call yeah. back, Dimitri. Ah, uh, golden girl, you are the corn beef to me. <laughs> It has nothing to do yeah. with that this guy is a complete yeah. douchebag. Well, that couldn't be the case. That I mean, it's ridiculous. Not. He is, uh, I am the only catch in the city. I am the only man where there is nothing wrong. Steve, would the word narcissistic be in play here? Uh, the word was invented for me, for Dimitri. <laughs> That's right. It was yeah. invented for me. Yeah. But nobody says, call me. 
hands a person a business card and then doesn't return calls. It's extremely passive aggressive. Hmm? You should actually look that up, passive aggressive personality disorder. Oh, See, but that, now, at this now point, he's diagnosing her. Now, at this point, oh, he, he, as he up. talked further in his in his spiel here, he realizes that he's now he's he no longer wants to leave the opening. He figures if he uses reverse psychology and comes at her this way Jeez. and is angry about it, and now he exposes all his cards. Uh, that she might go, you know, what am I? What am I doing? I'm, I'm throwing away a chance to be with Dimitri. Of course, I'll call him. Like, but nobody tough says love. call me. Hands a person a business card and then doesn't return calls. It's extremely passive aggressive. You should actually look that up. Passive aggressive personality. Look that up in your, uh, in your Funkin' Wagnall. You're too <laughs> stupid to yeah. know what that is. Is what he said. And you let me know if if you've got issues psychological issues, if you're on any sort of medication oh, for anxiety or depression, I'm not interested. Oh, okay. Yes. I am okay. cringing! But I am a practicing uh, Scientologist. Oh, God. But if you're psychologically normal and you haven't called me because there's been some horrible thing that's happened in your life which prevented you, that's fine. Could be the only reason. But that's otherwise, fine. don't call me. Okay? Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. What the hell? What an idiot. Like, I can't even believe that there are men like that. Mm-hmm. Let Good me ask Lord. you, have you ever encountered, but you've encountered guys in that ballpark, haven't you? Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Actually, one that, that we all know where I uh, he would call me. All the time, and David Copperfield. No, yeah. Well, similar. <laughs> no, and and I happened to uh, not return his phone call. So, well, where were you? What you know? What hey, were you doing? Copperfield, your friend from Las Vegas. Um, got a very interesting opportunity for you. And I said, by the way, anytime a guy you know approaches you for a date or a relationship, the same way he would approach selling real estate, right. that I have a great opportunity for you. Right, uh, twenty-five acres in the Poconos just became available. Hang on, let me let me go to Samantha real quick here. Samantha, hi, good morning. Hey, I what? have the courage to call him back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, dude, I, I went out with a guy just like Dimitri. Oh no. Oh, my God. It was awful. I was set up by friends because I was a newly single mother for a year. And I went out and I met this guy. And he told me that he was the best thing that I would ever meet. Okay. And that I didn't deserve, I didn't, I didn't deserve better because I had a kid already. Yeah. Mm. And that he gave me rules on the first date. Like, oh. if I'm not at church, if I'm not with my son, or if I'm not at school, I had to be with him. So... It didn't go too well. Yeah. Yeah, wait, I wait, would wait. imagine. Wait, Samantha, on the first date? On the first date, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, well, what's your idea of a good second date? And he's like, going to Disney World with your son. And I was like, okay. Well, so, I mean, you just, I assume it was just one date, right? It was just one date. I didn't call him back. He called me several times, like Dimitri, that I was the best thing for him. Yeah. So, I he accidentally answered my phone, and he was on the other end. And he was screaming at me, like... <laughs> I was the biggest idiot in the world for not calling him back. Uh, yeah, yeah. It didn't yeah. even like he had a good job. 
Yeah. He worked at Friday's. By the way, <laughs> Kathy, write down the name of the guy we all know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, no, no, I, I didn't get to finish. So, okay, you know, it, he, he couldn't believe that I did not return his phone call. And uh, and I said, well, you know, I said, sorry, I was I was in the shower. And that turned into, oh, because then this person went to someone else and said, oh, yeah, well, she was telling me about how she was showering. I guess she wanted me to get in with her. Oh, oh no. You Yeah, jot that. I need to see. You got my interest up on this one. But I think he told I think he said it to you. How recently to was me? this? Yeah. Hold on a second. Are you kidding? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no. He said it to me. Okay. He said, uh, he goes, oh. uh, man, every time I call her, like, she always mentions how she's in the shower or something oh, like that. Wow. Like, I, think I think she I wants me to get in with that. Oh, Hang on. Jesus let me Christ. Go, let me go. <laughs> oh, man. You spelled it wrong, I think. That's, Hang on. I? That's, that's, a, that's a basis for a science fiction movie. <laughs> let me go to Vicky. Hi, Vicky. <laughs> Good morning. Hi, good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, Vicky? I uh, I have a very similar situation where I, to the last uh, person, I set up with someone. Um, you know, he's very rich. He owns lots of property. He makes sure that I knew that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and our first date, actually, he introduced me to the people at the restaurant as his wife. <gasps> what? Um, so, like, I totally should have known then it was going to be a horrible idea. But it was right. fun, so I... Um, and when I didn't want to go to the next, you know, the next level and be like serious or, or anything of that sort, yeah, he would sit there and remind me that he can get anybody and that I was so lucky that he, uh, he was taking me out on dates. Did so this? That, uh, did this guy go by the nickname the Juice? Uh, occasionally, no, okay. no, no, not that I know, but he would actually sit there and say that all he needs to do is put his Porsche keys down on the table. Oh, and he's got it. my God. I was supposed to be convinced to date him. Oh, my God. He had Porsche keys. He was yeah. driving a, uh, yeah. a Pacer, but right. he had the right. Porsche keys. He had a pair yeah. of keys. My friend, uh, he was driving a Porsche. That guy that I was talking about. He, oh, the yeah, guy you were talking yeah, about? The Greek yeah, dude? Yeah, yeah but uh, I think he, because he really likes performance vehicles, not it wasn't Not because show. to compensate for yeah. a micro penis. Uh, no, no, no. I don't want to yeah. say that because he's my friend. Okay. I'm going to go to Jen. Hey, Jen, good morning. <laughs> good morning. Hey, what's up, Jen? Um, I was set up with a guy I work with from another mutual friend of a guy that I work with, and I decided that I didn't want to date him anymore. I just got out of a long-term relationship. He left me a work voicemail. Um, complaining about how I broke up with him and how horrible I was and how mean. And I should read this book, and it's about a girl, and she breaks up with this guy and breaks his heart. And so I played it for everybody at work with. Uh, yeah, of course. For everybody at work. Did you yeah. save it by the chance? Everybody at work. Yeah. Did, did you save the call? I did for a while. Eventually, you know, I left the job <sighs> anyway, but... He was. He made me pay for the. I mean, he took me to Burger King and then. <laughs> make it pay wow. for it. I know royalty. Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm going to take you to uh, to a wonderful establishment. Oh my God. Uh, have I, everything. In fact, whatever you order, you can have it your way. The, <laughs> <laughs> the pomposity, man. Hang I on. I love that. I want to hang out with this guy. Just to you. See. Just yeah. I, you. Just uh-huh. I would love to see a picture of him. I have a classic yes. image in mind. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm imagining a few buttons undone, a little tossle of hair coming up over the shirt. A little. Uh, yeah. European. Uh, you know, the, the glasses, <laughs> slick back hair, perhaps a ponytail. I was you thinking know. ponytail. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Hang on, let me go to uh, Heath. Hey, Heath, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, Heath? Women create guys like this. Okay. <laughs> they create guys like this, all right? Because, first of all, she gave him his business card, and there's no way he didn't act like this when she first met him. Well, here's here's the deal. You, 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 you make a good point. She did give him her business card, but the initial encounter was supposedly incredibly brief. He, he even says how brief it was. 
So maybe in that very short span of time, he appeared to be human. I find that ridiculously hard to believe based on phone calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, he wouldn't be doing this if it didn't work. If there weren't women out there that actually fell for this crap. Oh, you know that there were. Of course, if if you do it enough... Someone's you know, there, there was a, fr- a comedian friend yeah. of mine who, who's who, and he, I, he would say he would just if you just walk through the city, and and went up to people and said, "I think you're hot. Do you want to? Do you want to have that? Uh, you're going to get a taker eventually." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's the law of percentages. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, and you know, yes, maybe he does get women like this, but obviously he is single now, so it, apparently it does. Not I've been work. single for a short four time, months, four, four months, months because and, he was um, in- you're elegant. And I like elegant women. <laughs> I got to go back to the uh, the part where he starts listing her problems. Hang on, I don't oh, remember exactly. Perhaps uh, you're uh, you're uh, tied up. <laughs> Your mouth is uh, taped shut. You're watching Shawshank. <laughs> Mother has cancer. You're going to chemo. Maybe you're just a person who's extremely frightened or has some has an anxiety disorder. Maybe you're on. Uh, some medication for that. I don't know. There could be another issue. Perhaps that I'm you're not afraid aware. that I uh, possess a, a European uncircumcised penis. <laughs> but nobody says, call me, hands a person a business card, and then doesn't return calls. Listen. It's extremely passive aggressive. You should actually look that up passive aggressive personality disorder. <laughs> Can you say passive aggressive? <laughs> say it with me. Passive aggressive. <laughs> There you go. You're learning. Soon you will not be an imbecile. All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back in a minute. Stay where you are. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I've been beating the hell out of my wife pretty regularly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, quickly, I know I, had, uh, I saw this news story that I was going to bring up, but uh, before I do that, because there was a quick bit of conversation uh, while we were in the break, is that... Uh, you have to break out the Bible. You know, occasionally I'll get, uh, I'll get emails from skeptics of, uh, of Kathy Romano that... Uh, uh, that feel that she's it can be a little bit prissy and mm-hmm. and uh, you know uh, just kind of on the on the, the tight pr- ass on, on the prudish yeah. side. But Nick was just telling me about a couple of text messages <laughs> that he got from Kathy over the weekend. She and and I've gotten them before too. Uh-huh. Can be the most filthy person that you've <laughs> ever met. In your well, life. Well, here's the thing. Let me explain it. This, I don't know how it started, but but Nick and I will try to outdo each other with grossness. And um and I've you know gotten some emails like from you, Preston. You you know you, you said something to me, and I just try to I just try to gross you out and pr- kind of just shock you a little bit, which seems to work. Well, you definitely shocked me because it was one of those things where I it was I, you know it, we can't even. You no, can't you even can't. hint can't. to oh. what she here's, was sending. Here's how it started. When I left on Friday, this... I think I could paraphrase. <laughs> well, I think so. I think so. Okay. Let, let me let me just preface this by you know, when we left on Friday, there was some really bad traffic on the Schuylkill. We're heading westbound, and I sent Kathy a text that said, "Listen, stay off of 76, take 23 instead." She writes back. She's like, "Damn it, you know, I already got on the Schuylkill." Blah blah blah. And I was like, oh, and, "And then we joked around a little bit." And she's like, "All right, I already miss you." And I wrote back to her, and I was like, "I miss uh, your tongue on me in a particular right. area." 
And and then she writes back. If she, you want to give it a shot, I, Steve. she misses the the day old remnants of Marissa on. No, not Marissa, his wife. Oh, his oh, wife, Marissa. Uh, Marissa on uh, on your reproductive areas. Right. Okay. And yes. I saw that, and I'm like, how do I respond to this? <laughs> and and so I tried, but at that point, Kathy had already, you know. She'd won. You know, there yeah. was no way that I could I could outdo her. Although and I did try. You, you did try. And meanwhile, I'm driving. On, we're both sitting in this horrible traffic on 76, and I'm hysterical <laughs> laughing. And people are just looking I'll at me. I'll tell you what, what I did do at one point, though, was I included the words moist and discharge. Yes. <laughs> Which are two words she can't stand. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in these sort of battles, I, I do very well. I just don't text message a lot. Yeah. Right. You know, because it's, it's just not, it's not my thing. But, oh, yes. Yeah, right. You what, would what, be excellent. What it is, is it's the equivalent of the uh, of the, the, the joke, the uh, the the, um, the the movie was based on the oh, aristocrats. Yeah. The aristocrats, yeah. yeah. It, it, and that You're is right. you you up the ante on that. Right. And I, I've I've done that with uh, with uh, my you know guy friends fairly often, where you just try to keep you keep raising yeah. the bar. All bets are off. All family members are active, living or dead. <laughs> all animals are up for grabs. Uh-huh. It's what you do, and it, it's it's part of the deal. But it's just rare that you find a a woman. My wife's good at it. My wife will engage in this with me, which is and when she says stuff like that, I just. I love it. It's hilarious. Because it's funny coming out of, you know, your oh. wife who's like 90 pounds. She's yes. the sweetest thing in the world. And then something and like says, that. Oh, and it's yeah. just, it's the, that's why I married her. I'm going to give you one that Casey, because Casey's really good at it as well. Casey's really yeah. good at comebacks, period. But yeah. this is one that he told Shut me. Shut up. To, no. <laughs> oh my God. That he told me to send to Kathy. And again, I'll paraphrase, but it, it, paraphrase. I'm going to wrap my D in sandpaper and F your ears. And I thought that, that one was pretty you good. You said that? Yeah. 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 That was good. Because that was another event you guys were at together. It's nice and abrasive. And, right. and sandpaper. Nick and I were, uh, were, were trying to outdo each other again. the first time that i got one from kathy it was like that i, I was just i i just i don't know we were texting back and forth and i said i just said something like you know what uh i said why don't you s my d or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. and then she fired back and it was why don't you like, l my ex no 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 she goes <laughs> <laughs> no nah, she what? goes uh she said something like no i've got a better idea how about i rip your off your blank and shove it up your so-and-so and, and i was just like whoa wow I was just, you know, What's I wasn't planning on going there, but it was so damn Well, funny. you know, and, and why don't you cue my G? Well, people ask me sometimes, you know, like like people that have gotten to know me and I, I'm able to do this, you know, with them. They, they're like, How? I, I don't understand. I'm like, well, I am the only female, I mean, besides my mother, in that, you know, I grew up with, with brothers. I grew That's up with true. all boys, um, cousins, everybody. They're, they, you know, everybody. It makes a boys. difference and, and when now, you have guys in the family. But now yeah. I work with all guys, yeah. you know. Like, well, but you, you still reserve the right to get horrified at things I say, which is amazing. Yeah. I can't believe you said that <laughs> and yet you're doing that. So there, there's a dichotomy there. Yeah, but my my sister is this, is well not the same way but you know she was the only girl and, yeah. and basically an all boy family but she always kept herself removed you know so that when there were like family parties and stuff like that she wasn't hanging with the boys doing boy things she was trying to be an adult sitting at my, the table listening to all the oh, adult right. conversations so. I think of my poor mother in yeah. my house with my my dad just had I mean my dad all bets were off. I mean, st- stuff. I, I told you the first. We were the first family to get the VCR in the neighborhood. The first two movies we rented were Jaws and Deep Throat. Yeah. And, 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 and that's a porn, right? That's a porn. Yes. It's a classic porn. Uh, so, 
<laughs> so we, we're, we're uh, you know, I mean, but it, it's a, it's rare that you can find the woman that rolls with that. Right. <laughs> I saved some of the ones that Kathy well, sends me here, because they're so good. Here's one. Marissa and I did a, uh, an appearance. We took listeners to, um, where do we? Uh, Excitement, Excitement video. video yes. Yeah. And what did you ask? I, that I just I said, asked, how's it going? <laughs> but you asked something. <laughs> no, you didn't. Because it says we are up to 12, but I don't know what. Oh, oh I asked how many uh, orgasms you'd had that night. Uh, I said we're up to 12. Oh, here, Steve, you no, do it. No, I, no, I don't no know what I can say. To paraphrase. Well, I don't know if I can do that. Let's just say it's going swimmingly well. Okay. <laughs> oh, Casey, take a look at it. It has to do with, um, with right. certain beads. Oh, crud. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But- Hold on. Ha- what Clear. were you saying, Kathy? It has to do with, with a certain type of beads that uh, Marissa was okay. using. Okay, and- yeah. She has uh, A beads in her donkey and is... Oh, God. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's going yeah. to... Um- yeah. Tuna Town? Yeah. yeah. On a black list now, right? On a black list. Oh, my God. <laughs> See? That's why I save them. You kill me. <laughs> I just you got to get an iPhone too. Yeah, but that's true. The print looks so much better. Yeah, so and you can you save you save the whole conversations, right? Oh. Save yeah, on the, the iPhone. The whole the whole thread. It'll, you don't have to worry about saving. It just saves it right in one I continuing. Just, really? Oh, I love it. <laughs> so anyway, I wasn't even planning on talking about that, but when when I Sorry. heard what you sent over to Nick, and by the way, Nick's like you you there's something wrong with you. <laughs> And I've been there. And if you think Kathy's a priss, you should check her out at Krav Maga today because she's an ass kicker. She is an ass <laughs> Thank kicker. Thank you. Hey, quickly, I know we uh, we still got a bunch of stuff to do, and we're already. What the hell are yeah, you let's doing? Go to commercial. That? We'll come back with awesomeness. Do you want to take a break? Yeah, no, kind of. Sh- I want to keep going. Yeah, let's just go. <laughs> no, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a quick break? We'll be back in more. Plus years, MMR has owned the stones, and now, and now you can own the stones with a free pair of tickets. Listen to win your way in to see. The Rolling Stones, July 23rd in Philadelphia. Tune in at 8 a.m. when Preston and Steve reveal the winning Stone song of the day and the hour it will play. Listen for MMR to play it from a vinyl copy of Honk, their new greatest hits album. 25th caller picks up the record and two tickets to see the Rolling Stones. When we spin, you win. Only from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. My friends, if you follow politics, uh, you most likely know this gentleman very well and uh, is going to be doing his show. Sweet. This is awesome. Right here in Philadelphia at uh, Penn. Please welcome from the Colbert Report, the one and only Stephen Colbert. Steve, thank you so much. Our pleasure. How are you doing, Steve? I'm, well, I'm in the middle of a traffic jam on the Ben Franklin Bridge right now. They're right. It, 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 it's jammed up here right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a wonderful place to be and, and uh, hardly frustrating at all. Yeah. No, but it's great to be in Philly. You know, I never really spent much time here before. Uh, so you, well, you're going to be here for the whole week doing your show. and, and uh, Thursday, every night. We're hearing some names bandied about, like Chris Matthews as a guest. Who are you helping to bring to town? Because we hardly ever get celebrities in town. I'm helping you bring Stephen Colbert to town. Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and i got to tell you, he's a huge get for me. Oh, I'm going to imagine. He doesn't always show up to play. Uh, no, Chris Matthews is on tonight. Uh, we're going to see who's got the harder ball. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, we, we hope the candidates are going to stop by later this week. We have your Mayor Nutter on tonight. Also, we got Ed Rendell on Wednesday night. We've got uh, a couple. We've got a couple of guests that we we can we can't announce yet, but we'll be announcing later today. 
Um, I, I wish I could give Preston and Steve the exclusive on this one, but <laughs> my team who is in the room with me right now are holding up cease and desist orders. Well, I mean, right. you, you have to deal with that. We, we had uh, uh, Hillary uh, Clinton on last week, and, and we were talking to her about uh, during this whole process, the, the, the biggest difficulty for these candidates always seems to be getting that human element out and projecting themselves as just real people. And, was uh, Hillary Clinton able to project herself as a human being? She actually, she actually yeah. came across. She was really cool, and I, and I, I think it, it benefited her to do that. Uh, why do you think it's so difficult for them to do that? Because they have to say the same things over and over again so many times. It's like saying the word banana. Yeah. After a while, it has no meaning. Mm-hmm. And they're actually saying things, in all seriousness, they're saying things I think they deeply believe, but after they say it so many times, the words don't mean anything to them anymore. And so they sound like robots. Right, right. But you Hillary got... Clinton actually might be a robot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, think, I, think you could, I think you could chop her head off and she'd still come at you. <laughs> she'd still come at you. <laughs> well, robots seem to get elected. And, and I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, you sort of had uh, a human sh- a side of, of Mike Huckabee and, and, and John Stewart's shown a human side of, of John McCain. Have you been able to develop actual friendships with, with candidates like that? Or is it just oh. guys that come on that, that, that are just talking themselves? Huckabee and I hang out now. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. We, go to, we go to, to cockfights together. <laughs> so, so what is That's the... actually what he does now. He's a cockfight referee. He's a cockfight <laughs> referee? That was his fallback position. Wow. So what, is Chuck Norris driving? or what? <laughs> Chuck, uh, Chuck Norris is in the cock suit. <laughs> wow, that, that's, that should be on video. <laughs> Steven, I, I'd, I'd read that you have a, a number of staff. Is it true you have 80 staff members with you? Yes, sir. We actually have 91 people on the show. 80 of them are down here. Oh, my God. That is just, that is a massive amount of people for a show. It's like, it's like every, we're all going to camp together. <laughs> yeah. camp, camp Philly. Yeah, and uh, what, what age they range? Give you, they, give you, they give you a little camper outfit and a Kevlar vest. Wow. Do, do you have a lot of uh, uh, students that are, uh, well, I guess probably not as full-time staff members, but uh, are, are they? is the younger end well oh, represented? There are a bunch of UPenn kids scurrying around with uh, name tags mm-hmm. and, a, and a sense of self-importance. Yeah, I saw uh, The Daily Show back when the Democratic National Convention was here. Uh, John, Republican. You're yeah. right. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. John Stewart was here doing doing his show for a week at the Annenberg Center. I was, I was yeah. here with him for that show. I know. I know. It was because uh, you were doing uh, your on-field reporting from inside the same studio, and I, I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> we... Uh, um... That was in the little. That was in the small theater, and that was exciting. I can't. I can't imagine what the nine hundred theater is going to be like. I know that it was mostly a joke, but did you learn anything at all from your bid to be president of the United States? You know, the funny thing you should say is that it was mostly a joke because people kept asking me. Even you know, even people who worked for me would say, even people are confused. Is is this is this real? Are you really running, or is this a joke? And I would say. If I wasn't really running, it wouldn't be a joke. True, yeah. You to, mm-hmm. to sell the joke, you have to be committed to it. Uh, right. And and, and as I was... learned a lot, I was I learned a lot. I have tremendous respect for these people who have to work the line and press the flesh and get their message out. Because as I said to Mike Wallace on sixty Minutes, and I'm with Mike Wallace, uh, Morley Safer asked me, "What I, do you think I'd ever take myself too seriously?" And I said, "Well, to to do this character really right." I think someday I'm going to have to believe my own line of crap. Right. <laughs> and, and, and just for those, like, 13 days, like, I think I only ran for president, like, for 13 days, I kind of had to believe my own line of crap because you had to go out and convince people 
that they should listen to you, and, and I had to have a reason why I was running for president. It, it was it was it was extremely educational, and I'm glad it's over. Well, yeah, as, as you were in the, the the thick of it, they were invoking the name Pat Paulson, uh, who a, a lot of people um, uh, credit with helping to destroy, I guess, McGovern's bid for the uh, for the presidency. Did you start to at that at that point think, oh my God, you know, if this does go, I, I could affect voting in the country? I don't think so. Pat Paulson was running in the general election and uh, had, didn't have to deal with FEC rules because they didn't exist that year he did that. There was no FEC okay. uh, restrictions. I actually, my biggest concern was, am I going to jail? <laughs> I think about that. I say that, in the, I say that in the mirror every morning. Am I going to um, jail? Am I going to jail? Because we, would, we, look, we, had, we had teams of lawyers communicating with the FEC lawyers, and then as we would do something on the campaign, we would say, have we broken the law? And they'd say, well, we're not sure, but please stop doing that. <laughs> and then we wouldn't until they said, no, that is against the law. Then we would dial it back. Hey, uh, during the writer's strike, when you had the whole sort of uh, pseudo-feud going on between you and, and John Stewart and Conan O'Brien. Pseudo-feud. <laughs> I, mean, I am insulted. Real, real uh, hard-hitting feud between you three guys. What, was that mostly just to kill time because you didn't have writers on the show? Everything was to kill time. <laughs> I, everything's to kill time now that I have writers on the show. Why do you think I'm in Philly? <laughs> it's just a cheap, shameless ploy there. But 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 exactly. it, it, it does work. And you talk about the zeal of, uh, or at least buying your own crap. It, it's a joke that you, is done every night. When you do that, that pompous run over to the guest table, it just cracks me up. <laughs> do you actually have to think about different ways that you're going to do that? Is it a choreograph thing, or are you are you riffing, or is that you know what? How, do you have, like, Go ahead. We have, uh, we have about ten basic ways we do it. We have okay. ten variations on what we do. But then if we have a special guest, you know, if it's Tony Hawk, I might skateboard over. <laughs> okay. Or yeah. you know. Uh, you know, for Ed Rendell, maybe we'll have the Eagles cheerleaders carry me over. Oh, that's nice. Well, we just might have the Eagles cheerleaders in just so they can, you know, carry me around the studio. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a no-brainer. You know, Stephen. Obviously, you know the Colbert Report is 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 your baby, and but but are you sometimes surprised at uh, that you ended up where you are and the success of the show? Um, <clears throat> I'm I am constantly surprised yeah. that I'm gainfully employed. Right. <laughs> like I think, like every performer. They think at any minute I'm going to be fired. Right. Like this is this is going to be over at any minute. You, I was reading about you. Your your initial you, you weren't particularly enamored of of comedy uh, at the offset. Oh, right? I always loved comedy, but I always imagined that I was going to be a straight actor. Oh, okay, all right. And, and then when when did the shift occur? Um, uh, when people started paying me to do comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and you're an author. I'm, I'm not being facetious. Yeah. I literally I, a the comedians were way more fun to hang out with. And uh, B, if you messed up on stage uh, doing drama uh, or straight theater, you go backstage to be really quiet. Nobody would be talking to you. If you messed up on stage doing comedy, you could hear them mocking you while you were still on stage. Right. It's got to be terrifying. Right. And I thought, that's way healthier. <laughs> and, so, and then I realized I was getting a bigger paycheck every, day, every time I did a comedy gig. And I went, you know what? All these things add up into that direction. Right. I, I don't know if, if, with everything, obviously the juggernaut that is the uh, the, the Colbert Report uh, going on, uh, is there any possibility that there'll be some more strangers with candy stuff, or or no? Um, I, well, that that's not up to me. Okay, <laughs> okay. that's up to me. That's up to young Miss Amy Sedaris. 
I would love to do something else with her. What Jeez. about an, what about another book? Because uh, for Christmas, I, I've actually given you money, Mr. Colbert. Uh, I bought. Um, uh, I am American. I've, uh, we've just stopped bleeding out of our orifices. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. <laughs> uh, from having done a, a television show four nights a week and written a book, so. We're going to hold off until the wound is completely staunch before right. we think about that. But thank you. I appreciate your support. All right. Thank Understood. You. Uh, while you're in town, you're going to get some uh, free time to, uh, you know, kind of look around the city a little bit? Oh, we already out. have. I've, I've, I've went and I've uh, I've been to your Independence Hall, the Constitution Center. Uh, I've, uh, cool. I've, uh, I've run through green fields with the Philly Fanatic. Um, <laughs> I asked. I asked if I could lick the crack of the Liberty Bell. Oh. <laughs> they kind of frowned they on that. They wouldn't let me. Yeah, yeah they wouldn't yeah. let me do it. No, that's too do bad. you think uh, you'll get any art hung up in the uh, museum of art? Because I've, I've seen a, a photograph, a, a painting of you in the Smithsonian, that's and, right. and that's a world class institution. We have one here yeah, in Philadelphia actually, as well. I, we don't have we don't have my uh, my painting uh, uh, right here. It's 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 in the. Hall of National Treasures right now. I'm in all seriousness. I'm a national treasure guy. That's beautiful. That's well, we always knew that. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, gonna, people, please keep Nicholas Cage away from me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Stephen, we're going to let you go. Uh, Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Colbert Report, of course. And uh, in town all this week. And, yeah, the guests should be pretty cool uh, seeing them on there. I would imagine, yeah. yeah and uh, 900. Stephen Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Stephen has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Seat, I didn't know there was going to be that many people in there. That's definitely bigger than his uh, current audience size. Pretty sweet. We still got a bunch to get to. Back in a minute. Stay where you are. What's new? Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Mark Morton with Chester Bennington. Sun. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. We have a guest in our studio who has uh, been in a whole bunch of stuff. I was looking at the the list of uh, movies that he's made appearances in, TV shows and things like that. Um, you've also seen him in The Last Mimsy. Yes. Uh, Sahara. And, uh, you know, and Nick, didn't you mention the other day, Galaxy Quest, that you noticed he was That's in there? That's right, yeah. Uh, Galaxy Quest and uh, Almost Famous as well. I have a clip that I'm going to play real quick uh, from uh, The Office. I wish I could menstruate. <laughs> if I could menstruate, I wouldn't have to deal with idiotic calendars anymore. I'd just be able to count down from my previous cycle. <laughs> Plus, I'd be more in tune with the moon and the tides. And there you go. <laughs> Please welcome Rain Wilson. Oh, yes. From the office. Rain, yes. How you doing, man? That's the best introduction I've ever had. <laughs> Thank you. When people now think of me, they think of menstruation. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. My pleasure. Well, I'm, I'm going to bring up another embarrassing thing. Well, maybe you don't consider Uh-oh. it embarrassing, but I was, I was reading a little bit of information Some of the movies you. that I did? No. <laughs> oh, fine. Fine works of art. I, I didn't mention, uh, what was it, my super ex-girlfriend. Okay, so good. We All skipped right. that part. Hey, you know what, though? No, nah, it's not a bad movie. You know, after the 75th, 76th time I've seen it on cable, it, it, it's uh, you're you're good in it. You're 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 Thank funny. You. I, in Thanks. fact, they should have focused more in on the 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 uh, the, the friend character because yeah. you were sort of the the dicky womanizer. Yeah. 
And yeah. uh, so it had its. It was Ivan Reitman, right? It sure, seemed to be sure. a good project. It was an all stinky. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> In fact, that was the movie poster. It's, it's not, not all. Stinky. all <laughs> it's not all stinky. <laughs> no, but what's your ex girlfriend? <laughs> what I was what I was going to bring up was uh, uh, you know obviously in in uh, rocker you you're playing drums and, and that's a I'm a drummer as well so it's nice. a, it's a it's a cool instrument but I saw that in high school you played bassoon dude uh huh found yeah. that out last poor night. son of a bitch it's a pussy magnet <laughs> <laughs> the bassoon is a pussy magnet yeah 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 wow. meaning you hung out with a bunch of pussies <laughs> or, oh hey the double readers yeah. no <laughs> we're uh, you and the English horn crew are I have oh English horn reference I love it no I was oh my god I, I was every conceivable kind of geek and then I graduated to drama geek Oh, See, really? that's the yeah. top of the geek food chain. But You're I started, right. yeah. you know, just total nerd and then, like, band geek. So I was, like, I played, like, clarinet and bassoon, and I even played xylophone. Jeez, well, would I, would I be correct in assuming that you, you were aware of your geekiness? And in other words, you were not the object of geek scorn. You were aware you no, were. But back then, back in the day, and we're talking, like, late 70s, like, early, mid-80s, like, there wasn't a geek awareness out there. Okay. Yeah. You just were a loser. Yeah. And you just got pummeled. Yeah. And there weren't words for for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know, the Eskimos have 40 words for snow. Yeah, yeah. Like, now we talk about geek, nerd, dweeb, dweeb yeah. like yeah. different kind of variations. Spaz. Back then it was just like, Loser, you're dead. and you're right. In fact, in fact, the vitriol that was uh, levied against you back then was was probably more severe because now there's a classification. People can be a little. Oh, he's just a nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're nerd, and we yeah. we get it. And nerds run corporations. Right. And Beck is a rock star and a nerd. Right. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Uh, but back then, well, no, it was just bad. The one thing you had going for you, at least the bassoon is one instrument that kind of looks like a bong. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's a level a of bit. coolness there, I guess. Uh, I, w- I went to the screening last night, and then afterwards, uh, uh, Rain was uh, gracious enough to do a Q&A for about a half an hour afterwards. And it was uh, at that moment that I realized that uh, you have reached sex symbol status. There were girls just fawning over this guy. Wow. Yeah. And, and when, yeah. I, when I brought that up, and I, and I had asked you, at what point in your life did you become a sex symbol? And uh, that's when you had said, well, when I started playing the bassoon. And that's right. Yeah. And there was another bassoonist there, too. And I gave him a warm, warm embrace. Sure. Is there some sort of nod or like a Masonic handshake that yes. you give? Yeah. I'm not going to even show okay. you. I don't know if you noticed this, Casey, but when you said he was a stud, he kind of did a little quick pelvic thrust yeah. and adjusted himself I in the sat seat. up a little taller. <laughs> I rode a little higher in the saddle. Well, you walked in wearing your glasses. Now you're not wearing them. Do yes. you have the Drew Carey thing where you just wear them for the show, or do you really need them? I do need I do need them, but um, I don't know. They were bothering me. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but thanks for asking. I'm a huge fan of The Office, and so is my wife, and my wife loves you. And, and I guess it's probably, you know, the funny guy ends up finishing first because, you know, it, she thinks that you're adorable. And I'm sure, I see a wedding ring on your finger, but I'm sure that that's helped you get ladies over the years. <laughs> he just said he was a bassoon player. You know, what I... What part didn't you hear? I have been married for 13 years. Okay. So wow. But theater oh, geeks get get ass. Yeah, well, well the theater. No, but that's sluts. why I started yeah. acting because I I transferred <laughs> high schools and I auditioned for a play and I like got the lead and I found out I was kind of funny and I could kind of ham around. I was always goofing off. I was the nerd who like goofed off in class. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd get be- I'd get beat up, but the bullies would be like, "That was pretty funny." <laughs> <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you rolled the giant globe down the aisle of the classroom. That was funny. <laughs> but here you go. <laughs> <laughs> what and, and, and I know that existence. 
Yeah. 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 And but then you know, then I auditioned for the play, and then all of a sudden, girls were like, "Hi." Yeah. Well, is it, isn't that? And in Casey has said yeah. it many times: is that the uh, the the hottest and loosest women to be found are in the drama yes. department. Cheerleaders uh, and drama chicks. Listen to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go to the drama department. <laughs> right. Because yeah. Yeah. Half well, of the men in the drama department are in the other persuasion. Anyway, <laughs> yes. So a lot less so competition. The playing field is wide open. There you go. Well, yeah. Casey was giving us a word. He was the one that was uh, that was available to go to the screening last night. But your character in this film, uh, you end up naked for a good portion of, of the movie. Naked. How, and now, while filming, were you wearing like a, a flesh-toned... Uh, Cod piece or something? Yeah. No, no. I, um, however, I wasn't fully naked even in that scene. They gave me what they call a modesty pouch. Oh. I highly recommend this. It's like a little satchel with a drawstring, <laughs> and it goes around... Your hoobly bit. <laughs> and it, I said last night at the screening, it is it's very similar to the little satchel in which I used to carry my Dungeons and Dragons dice. <laughs> Know that set. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know exactly yeah. what I'm talking. Yeah. It's a velvety, a velvety little satchel, and uh, so that was around there. And then, but yes, there was. Um, what well, was my it? The deep velvet. My, it was velvety. Okay. Velvety. So I assume that the, the, the movements were, were then pleasurable. When oh, you were, yeah. so pleasurable. <laughs> and but my buttocks were definitely exposed. There's a lot of that in the movie, but it's it, it's pretty funny. But I, I'm, I'm starting a movement. You know, I've been traveling around the cities. And by the way, listeners, I, you have no idea. This is the most beautiful radio studio I've ever been. Thank oh. you. Thank this you. is, this is insane in here. I mean, there are, there are tiny robots that serve them tea. Uh, it's so high tech. Yeah. Yeah. Show him. Show him. Does anybody have the control for the uh, the blinds? Yeah, right. Show him. Uh, here. Oh, we got. Steve. Oh, Steve's oh, got. Steve's got it. got it. Yeah, go bring those. Look down. at this. He's thinking. Blinds go. close, yes. and the blinds start to close. Well, that one's going up right That's, now. But yes, yeah, they, you mean they, the windows that go boom tint. You know that? Have you seen? Oh that? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they, instead of having actual blinds, they tint up. There's yeah. a restaurant in town that does that. It's uh, called Paradigm, I think. And when you go into the uh, to the restrooms, when you shut the door into the stall. The boom tint happens. And oh, nobody can well, you know what? It. Actually, that's what they're telling you. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're actually taking a dump in front of the entire city. It's okay. No one can see. No one can see. In fact, they're going to smear it on the walls. No one can see. But this is the coolest radio station. But I want to say I've been traveling all around the country, you know, promoting the rocker, and it's great to be in the great city of Philadelphia. By the way, people are so proud of Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that. Tonight, I'm going to uh, Hotlanta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think Philadelphia needs a new name, and I'm suggesting Funadelphia. Funadelphia. Oh, okay. PH? Can we start? Yes. Thank you. P-H-U-N. Yeah. Funadelphia. Yeah. But I've been going around the country, and, uh, you know, my butt is very exposed, and people always want to ask me questions about my butt. Yeah. And I don't blame them, but I'm starting a new word for butt, and I'm seeing if it can sweep the nation. Let's try, try it, yeah. Thigh caps. Thigh caps. Interesting. I like that. So, because they are the kind of mushroom caps at the top of your thighs, if you think about it, in yeah. a reverse kind of method. Thigh caps. It You're almost so sounds proud. like Skycap, too. Yeah. <laughs> so if you could do some sort of cross promote with airlines. Well, I guess it, it, try That's it out. hysterical. Try thigh it out caps. In, in a sentence like uh, Marissa has got some great thigh caps. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like and it, if you yeah. use it three times, I think it was either Goebbels or someone else said that if you use it, repeat it three times, it becomes uh, the truth. It becomes a fact. So yeah. would you guys please start to try and we'll introduce thigh, we'll caps thigh caps into the sure. popular vocabulary? If only we, if we can get it in a straight 
Straight Stunting Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> Are you familiar with Straight Stunting Magazine? No, and I want to be. It is the. Uh, it is the. Uh, Maybe it's, it's a- for the African American reader. You know, they, there's. Uh, I I will periodically purchase them myself. There's magazines like Smooth. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and uh, but uh, this this one focuses in on large buttocked women. I think oh, yeah. 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 Black tail, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe there's maybe there's some sort of tie-in with thigh caps for that for, the, oh, for another that's magazine. Good. Yeah. A special feature. <laughs> now in the uh, in the movie in uh, Rocker, you you do play drums, and I mentioned earlier. Now you had played xylophone in band. Did you have to be taught? Uh, no, no. He also and said xylophone. he played. I, I was saying that. Yeah, he oh. said he played xylophone, which is a percussion instrument, and that's why I'm asking. Did uh, were you trained to uh, play drums? Did you already know? Or I, I really didn't know anything about drums at yeah. all. So I had they hired a drum coach right away. I got a drum set delivered to my garage, and this strange little drum coach came over, and he taught me, you know, the basics of like rock drumming. But then more importantly, and he really focused a lot with me on this, and we watched a lot of YouTube videos, like heavy metal drumming is a whole art form to itself. Very different than the drumming that happened before. You know, it's the the stick tricks, you know, and pumping up the crowd and like... Gearing in with the band and putting on a little show back there. Remember, they had the revolving sure. stools and lowered Tommy in. Tommy Lee had the thing where he beca- he was completely inverted at one yep. point. Playing yeah, drums. yeah, yeah. And the guy, the Def Leppard guy, was lowered in from the ceiling with his one arm. <laughs> you know, yes. so yeah. there was a lot of that uh, kind of kind of training. And then sure. I had to learn the actual songs in the movie. So it was a and I had a drum set even in my trailer. So when I wasn't shooting, I was so playing. all the time you're practicing, would you say you're a, a fairly serviceable drummer at this point? I would say I'm a mediocre drummer. Oh. Okay, yeah, that's, that's perfectly so perfectly mediocre. Did and, you get, did you get bit by the bug? Do you want to play now totally. for entertainment? Yeah, I love it. I that's love cool. It. Good yeah. for you. It's yeah. great. And uh, in in the movie, your character in the beginning of the movie, you're playing with a band that is just about to get signed and you know make it to the big time. And right before they do that, they kick you out of the band. And, and something that I didn't notice was that the Pete Best. Mm-hmm. Was, was in the movie. For, really? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, somebody had, uh, in the crowd had, had noticed that. I, I didn't personally Someone know. Someone who had experienced this firsthand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they, they thought that would be cool to have a cameo of Pete Best because in, in a certain way it kind of, you know, echoes his. He was the famous, you know, drummer of the Beatles that was kicked out right before Ringo Starr. Yeah. Um, and so he does a little, a little cameo in there. But uh, it was really cool hanging out with him and interviewing him. I was nervous about it, but he's a good guy and... Great sense of humor and well, what, 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 at this point, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think he's there's also, no reclaiming it. He gets residuals. I heard from those early Beatles tracks, like Beatles on the BBC. And really, some of those early recordings. Oh, okay. So I think he's he's fine and he tours around and good guy. We were talking about you being at the uh, the Rock Honors um, for yes. uh, the yeah. Who. I interviewed the Who. <laughs> oh my God! I interviewed Pete Townsend. That Was must that have been intimidating? He put his he put his hand on my shoulder at one point. Wow. <laughs> It was so good. Oh, so is he, good. Is he everything that you would want him to be? Because he is... He, I'll tell you yeah. something. The guy is like 87. <laughs> he could kick all your thigh caps. <laughs> really? He could, he could do it. That's number two. <laughs> he could He could do it. And he's a little bit scary. He's intimidating. He's still yes. got that like fire, that rock and roll fire. Yeah, still, like, still you pissed do off. You not want to piss him off yeah. because well, he will cold cock you. Yeah, and, I, and, and Rain, I've talked to many people. Some in this building have had a chance to interview him. He is not an easy interview. He's, he's not easy. He says what's, what's on his mind. He's real straightforward about it. And sometimes he just didn't feel like talking. And that's tough when you get an interview like yeah. that. How was he while you sat down with him? I was like a nervous little schoolgirl, yeah. you know, doing like a, a paper report. I, I was just, I was a terrible interviewer. I interviewed other, other bands and Dave Grohl and I were 
you know, goofing off and yeah. flaming lips and, you know, had a lot of awesome uh, interviews and it was really fun. But I was just like, how, how do you write your songs? <laughs> Turned into Chris Farley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. That was and, awesome. Uh, he, um, uh, but the, he, he was fine. He was fine. Yeah. It's, the I difference was scared. between him and Dave Grohl, though, is Dave Grohl's, uh, you know, is a great musician, but he's he's like a, a, one of the guys. You know, he's, totally. he's, he's somebody that you can chat with. Pete Townsend, that, you're you're talking to a legend at that. And point. I, but you know, you know, yeah. at some point, Dave Grohl might cross into that territory sure. because you got to you just think of the collective amount of experiences that a Pete Townsend has had, and oh, you know, man. and it's like, what 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 is this interviewer going to bring to the table that I haven't heard before? You know, I think about I think about I was reeling and I was doing some research on the Who and this rock. I don't even know when it's airing. So Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow night. night. Yeah. It's so great. This concert is fantastic. And I'm not saying that just because I did some interviews or, or, or whatever. Like, the concert itself was mind-blowing. Pearl Jam doing The Who was fantastic. I mean, I'm so-so on Pearl Jam, but they absolutely kicked thigh caps. Wow. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Three. Um, yeah. They were so good. And uh, But you think about Pete Townsend created the concept album. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of create, first of all, First real rock band, they were the first guys really rocking out. They rocked way harder than the Beatles. And they were rocking out like in 67, 68. Well, the, to me, some of the seminal footage of all time is that is that shot from Woodstock of Townsend doing the knee slide. And, and, and you know, and, and they were they were popular, but they weren't like the top of their no. game. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and I think at one time they, maybe it's Led Zeppelin now, I don't know, or maybe one of the, the newer bands, but they held the record for the loudest Rock performance. Oh, yeah. That was them. Of, yeah. of all time. I mean, yeah. they had such a punk edge so early on. I just have such a newfound respect for them. I know it was a small role for you, but uh, you had a, a, a part in uh, Almost Famous. Did you get to make any rock connections <coughs> through Cameron Crowe or through any of uh, the work that you did on that movie? Uh, not so much. I, you know, I had played a small part in Almost Famous. That was my first movie I ever did, and uh, I got to see Cameron Crowe at the at the Rock Honors, and he's friends with Pearl Jam. But uh, at that time, not no. not so much. But this has been a great pleasure of doing the Rocker. Is like I've been uh, interviewing different rock that's bands cool. and stuff like that. That's, that's and, great. And I'm a total geek when it comes to that. Like if I meet like George Clooney, I'm like, yeah, whatever, hi, whatever. <laughs> but uh, rock guys like really. Yeah, float if, my sky caps. If you just happen to be, <laughs> sorry, if you just happen to be tuning in, it's uh, Rain Wilson, The Office, and his new movie is called uh, uh, The Rocker, which is going to be out in August. Now, going back to this VH1 thing, which is tomorrow night with The Who, you don't you uh, perform as, or at least show up as, the pinball wizard with the giant boots and the whole deal? I do, yeah. Okay. I do. I show up as Elton John. Were these the actual boots from the original Tommy movie? No. They built ginormous boots for okay. my feet. Right. I think they auctioned those off for a charity, the original Pinball Wizard boots oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. years ago. Those I things are like stilts. They're so tall. I yeah. Was, yeah. It's crazy. I could see you with the glasses on and, and looking a little bit like Elton John if they did you up right. I would love to play Elton in the story. Yeah. Really? Yes. Of the Elton John story? What do you think? Yeah. 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 You, you got the skycaps for also, it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he just used it for And you. I love male like, skycaps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> skycaps. I said skycaps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did too. Yeah. See, oh, now, see. Now I've planted that insidious yeah. bug in your uh, mind. I now. love yeah. that. Thighcaps. Sponsored <laughs> by skycaps. <laughs> um, I just think you're an airport aficionado. <laughs> you mentioned a little bit ago that you're so-so on Pearl Jam, but you're from Seattle. Yeah. And were you in New York when that, that whole scene kind of came on? Uh, did did that you miss the bus on that? I missed it, man. I was. I went to... I moved to New York in 86, and okay. then that's right when the whole grunge was taken off, and then I kind of discovered Nirvana kind of, you know, when everyone else did, when yeah. Nevermind came out, and then, I, yeah. and then I totally got into it then, but uh, but yeah, kind of, I, I was not in Seattle at the time. 
No, no. Uh, any any opportunity to stage dive or crowd surf or uh, anything like that in your in your past? N- no, I, I I got to see Nirvana in their last American concert. Yeah. That was pretty cool. But I was kind of huddled to the side. I wasn't doing the moshing. Okay, I was scared of moshing. I'm, <laughs> so I'm moshing. tender. I bruise easily. <laughs> hey, since you're in uh, Pennsylvania, are you going to go out to uh, Scranton while you're here? Or uh... no way. <laughs> I think you know. Even Steve Carell is so good in the office, but the, I he think sucks. There, but there, are, I think there are other people that could that could pull off that character. But there is no way I could see anybody else playing Dwight Schrute. Uh, you you have just well, you're also, that character. You're also an, oh. an improvement on the. I mean, and Ricky Gervais produces both shows, obviously. But yeah. your 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 realization of the of the character that was in the British version. Is an entirely different spin, which I think is 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 better. But here's here's the thing, guys. What you don't understand is I'm probably the greatest actor. Alive. <laughs> I can tell. So I don't I don't know. You guys hadn't mentioned that in any I know, of your plugs yeah. for me. And next time I come here, well, that's I, that's reason enough to see the rock. If you could, yes, if you could mention how amazing I am okay. as, as an actor. That'll be that'll definitely be, be part of your introduction. And how mediocre Steve Carell we'll, we'll is. We'll <laughs> kiss your thigh caps on your way yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. And Please. by the way, Jane Lynch, uh, who we just had in the studio last week, she's in The Rockers. Yes. Well, Jeff Garland and Christina Applegate looks amazing. I mean, the best I've ever seen her look. Total, total. Mm-hmm. This is her first delightful MILF role. Mm-hmm. And she, I got to, I got to, uh, I got to mash with uh, Kelly Bundy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah really? in the movie. Yeah, yeah, for realsies. Did you grab her thigh caps? <laughs> um, no, but they're they're pert. Oh, they're surprisingly yeah. pert. Yeah, and uh, it did was. You guys, great. did you make out with her in the, in the movie? There was like some smooching, but it's not like full on like tonsil hockey thing. Okay, so right. well, does, does, does the wife get jealous of that, or is she cool with that? I am paid. I'm like, honey. This is what I'm paid to do. I get paid. I'm an artist. <laughs> the script calls for us to kiss and to embrace. And I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But I must immerse myself in this role right. for the art. So I'm going to go rehearse real quick. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Rain, we appreciate you taking some time uh, to come by here. You guys are awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks Thank for you. coming in. We appreciate awesome. it. We love your thigh yeah. caps. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's Rain Wilson, gang. Preston and Steve show. We have a break to take. We'll come back in a moment. Uh, stay put. Back in a minute. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. We'll begin with this. Uh, automatic car features are supposed to make life easier for motorists, but they may be leaving some people without the, the know-how to do things the old-fashioned way. That's what happened to a driver in Utah who became trapped inside her own car. A woman, <laughs> she couldn't figure out how to get out? She called police Friday afternoon needing help because her battery died and she was locked inside her car. When police arrived, they found the woman sitting in the car, unable to get herself out. She couldn't hear the officer's instructions through the rolled-up windows, so she motioned to the them to call her on her cell phone. This is OnStar. We got a douchebag alert. <laughs> Once officers were... <laughs> Was that you, ma'am? Are you the douchebag? Who couldn't figure out how to get out of your own car? <laughs> Once officers were able to talk... I to... see a flashing D here. It means you're a douchebag. Uh, Once they were able to talk to the woman on her phone, they were able to tell her how to manually operate the side lock mechanism on the inside door panel to open the door and free herself. There's a tragic side to the story. She ate her passenger. Uh, And she She said... Uh, after the incident that I'm just glad, or no, I'm sorry, the officer said, I'm glad she had a cell phone to call for help. Yeah. And, uh, I'm running out of air. <laughs> <laughs> 
A, in Middletown, Pennsylvania, a computerized spell checker run amok christened several Pennsylvania high school students with new and, in some cases, unflattering last names. A Middletown area high school's yearbook listed Max Zupanovich as Max Supernova, uh, Kathy Carabao as Kathy Airbag, and, Alessand- uh, and Alessandra uh, Ilpolito as Alexandra Impolite, just to name a few of the mistakes. Uh, they were found on only four of the yearbook. 176 pages. Uh, those that featured the band, chorus, and the student council. Uh, that was no accident. Uh, Taylor Publishing, which uh, printed the book, said that his company takes responsibility for the errors and will provide free stickers printed with the correct name. Well, names. why did mine spell check filthy whore? I don't know. Just a bit of an accident. <laughs> An eight-year-old Indian girl swallowed 30 magnets and steel balls from a toy last month, and her father says needed emergency surgery to save her from what doctors told him were eight gunshot or stab-like holes in her intestine. Did you see the x-ray? I did, yeah. What happens is that the magnets and the ball will... Connect on on each side of the flesh and bore a hole through the skin. Yep, on opposite sides of the tissue. Um, Haley Lentis said that uh, she ingested the 10 magnets and 20 steel balls because they looked like candy. Haley his father, Jason, said he really uh, doesn't understand how Haley could have consumed the parts because she gets A's and B's, and we taught her not to do stuff like this. Uh, yeah, but she's still a little idiot. Uh, Jason says uh, doctors told him Haley's lucky to be alive. She spent two weeks in the hospital. Didn't they, didn't they pull those most of those toys off the shelves because of this? A lot of them they did. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they did the, this particular. It's uh, not magnetics. We have these at home, too. Uh, he says that uh, he and his wife uh, were in the same room as Haley in their home when she consumed the items, and they didn't even realize it. He says they rushed Haley to the hospital two days later when she began experiencing pain so severe that she could barely stand. Wow. The, the other thing, remember, were the aqua dots. That That's was one it. of yes, the right. that I recall because people were having acid trips on them. Uh, Keith Sorrell in England is living proof that a man can live on Mars. He's eaten nothing but chocolate bars for 17 years, Mars bars to be specific. Uh, Keith munches a dozen a day for his breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, he gets through more than 4000 a year, even having uh, Mars bars drinks mixed with vodka or rum when he goes to the pub. He has no health problems? No, not so far. He says, my my love of Mars bars started at school with one or two <laughs> between meals. I love that little squeaker. Uh, all my pocket money went on them, and uh, one day I realized I couldn't go by without them, and now I can polish off easily 12 a day, more on the weekends. I'm totally addicted. He's not eating any other food, but? Nothing. He says, when it's mealtime for other people, I normally eat two or three Mars, and I've always got a bar handy at work. A spokesman for Mars said, we encourage people to enjoy chocolate as part of a balanced diet. <laughs> But this guy's retarded. No, they didn't say that part. <laughs> That'd be great if they issued that. And then uh, finally, we will finish with this one. A bird lover has taught an orphaned baby heron to fly by flapping his arms and pretending to try to take <laughs> off. Gary Zamet came to the rescue after the gray heron's uh, father was killed. I'm sorry, family was killed in a storm. Uh, he gave the heron, which he named Dude, flying lessons. Dude, you gotta fly! By running alongside, flapping his arms, and squawking. <laughs> uh, Dude copied his new surrogate dad and eventually sure. took to the skies. That's him flapping his arms. Gary said that it was a bit like teaching a child to ride a bike. He said, I ended up getting really 
personally involved in running alongside, flapping my arms like an idiot. Now, little dude, this is a worm, and this is how you eat it. Oh. Eventually, he began half flying at the height of around three feet, and he's gone from there, and now he'll soar around the buildings, go up to 70 feet until I call him back down. It's a wonderful sight. Uh, Fly, my little friend. Gary found dude close to death under a storm-lashed nest in March and reared him on a diet of small fish. I shall call you dude. And so he has taught him how to fly. And there you go. I'm going to end with the bizarre file right there. We'll be back in just a minute. Make sure you stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I want to play this piece of audio. Uh, am I stupid finding this funny? No, no, no. it's funny. No. It's funny on two levels because it, it, it captures the the things that can get in, in people's craws, the things that can drive people crazy. I've never been moved to co- call a complaint line. I've never mm-hmm. been. I've you know. I, I just I'm, I, I have too much going on in my life. I never yeah. complain about. You know, like I never call up a TV show or a, a station. And go, I don't like that show or whatever. It just, it's why. But this guy gets this this thing in his mind <laughs> mm-hmm. about the product Jimmy Dean sausages. Yes, and you got to hear the dejection <laughs> in his voice. Yeah, I, I mean, it just you, you've got to appreciate um, what customer service reps have to go through. Oh God, yes. <laughs> you know, and, and I just got an email yesterday because I was talking about how great Comcast uh, yeah. Cable and, and their customer service is. I, well, I got a, an email from somebody who works there, and they said you don't understand how bad it is. Like somebody will sit there with a red and white wire and then call and say. What do I do with these? You know, right. like when, you know, when, the, yeah. when the jacks in the back are both red and, and white. white. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. So, uh, so when you listen to this, you can really appreciate what some people have to put <laughs> on the customer service yeah. side. But yeah. this, this is great. Yeah. This, this guy, yeah. this guy loves his Jimmy Dean sauces. He loves it. He's not, he's not a screamer or no. a yeller in this. Just but let it progress. Just take a listen. Here we go. I don't know where you people come from. I don't know if you test your products, your quantity of your product. Your products are very delicious. <laughs> Love your sausage for 30-something years, but I can't take and feed a family of five on a little 12-ounce roll of sausage. I don't mind paying you more money for your 16-ounce roll of sausage, but you don't have it anymore. You've got a 12-ounce roll, and you've got three men that weigh over 200 pounds apiece, a woman that's a little plump Scotch girl, and a daughter who's 13, and you're going to try to take a 12-ounce roll of sausage and a couple of dozen eggs and feed that, it ain't going to work. And I'm not going to Now, pause for a it. second. A couple dozen eggs? couple dozen <laughs> eggs, 16-ounce thing of sausage, and, and steak. Uh, well, he, he mentions the yeah, steak yeah, coming up. But, uh, but uh, he, he, in other words, I think most people would say, all right, it kind of sucks. I'll just get the, I'll get the second roll, though. I'll just get, you know. So, in, a, in other words, but he has it so precise. 16 ounces of sausage <laughs> is just right, That's right for the three guys over 200 pounds and the, and the ladies. And the yeah. plump wife and the 13-year-old. And, and that works perfect. Why did they F it up? Yeah. Right. Your product anymore or ever again and as far as your 16 ounce of maple and sage i don't eat that i'm not from the north i'm a texas man jimmy dean sausage you know that sage is just so exotic it's, it's so and maple European, syrup. so parisian <laughs> it's for southern can't have to it. eat with the breakfast with the fried eggs and the t-bone steaks and the t-bone steaks a dozen eggs two dozen eggs. two dozen eggs T-bone steaks and, six, and sausage. 16 ounces of sausage. That's breakfast. And I can't see going to a little 12-ounce package to feed four, five, six people. And I'm not going to buy two of those 12-ounce packages 
just because you want to downsize and charge the same goddamn price. Now, pause it. <laughs> now he's mad. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it conceivable that you could buy the two 12 ounces and then put the remaining, measure out the 16, and then put the remaining in a piece of Tupperware? Right. Mm-hmm. Easily. <laughs> or cook it all up and, and save some for later. Save some for later. That's all you have to do. But, but the best, the best gonna, is when not going to fly with this dude. The best is when he thinks he's hung up the phone because he continues on. I'd sure like a reply, and I'd sure like you to go back to your 16-ounce package on your regular sausage because I'm not going to buy it otherwise ever again. I'll just have my own damn sausage made like I used to 30-something years ago. It's not as tasty as yours is, but it'll work. Goodbye. That little 12-ounce goddamn roll of sausage is supposed to be your brother and me and you. 600 pounds of men, at least, you get my point? And the two girls, and they put it in that pussy roll of salt. <laughs> Somebody needs their ass kicked. Some little consumer geek a Save money. Save money, yeah, save money, save money. I'm going to eat, goddammit. God, I love that. I love that. Some pussy roll sausage. Save money, save money. I want to eat, goddammit. I got to hear that last part. 600 pounds of men, at least. You get my point? And the two girls, and they put it in that pussy roll of sausage. Son of a bitch. Somebody needs their ass kicked. Somebody needs their ass kicked. Someone needs to be beaten over reallocating the amount of sausage you And the two girls, and they put it in that pussy roll of sausage. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Somebody needs their ass kicked. Some little consumer geek aroid. Save money, yeah, save money, save money. I'm gonna eat, goddammit. <laughs> you know, you know the, the wife he's talking to is like the mom in Gilbert Grape. Oh, yeah. oh, God. She's oh a little plump. God. You know, I love a little that. plump. I love that. I have called uh, uh, the uh, the uh, customer service lines before, uh, you know, for like fast food places. Yeah. I actually, um, uh, th- you know, one time I was in um, I was in a drive through and and. Um, I was second in line, and it took me 15 minutes to get my food. So I, you know, honestly, like I was, I was second in line, and it took me 15 minutes to get my food. And I I called when I got home because I was like, "This is nonsense." But another time, I was literally. Well, what was your response that you got when you called the customer line? Were they? They were. They were great because you know what? First of all, don't call. It's not. Whoever's answering the phone, it's not, not their, their fault. fault yeah. So don't take it out on them. A lot of people will do that. As soon as they get an operator on the yeah. line, bam! Eat, God damn it. They'll start yelling <laughs> at that person. So if you treat them with a little respect, you'll get it back. Yeah. There was another time, and I'll say that I was at Popeye's Chicken. And again, I was second in line. And I uh, I was waiting. It was a good five, ten minutes. And I'm just waiting and before I'd even been uh, waited on, right? So I'm sitting there, and I look at the number, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Bloop, bloop, bloop. And I call it. I'll call the uh, customer service line as I'm waiting the in cashier line. cashier say, sir, stop going bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> <laughs> You're scaring the other customers. And you want to eat, goddammit. I'm going to eat, goddammit. The other customer. Yeah. But I was seriously on the phone with the customer service person for 10 minutes after <laughs> I was already there for almost 10 minutes. Just sitting there. And did, I was, they, did, they, did they do anything? Are they gonna, did they say, well, send your coupon. Well, we'll make this up to you somehow. I just said, you need to send somebody out here to manage this place correctly because there's only three people in the whole store. And here I am talking to you. And Quickly for the Popeye's cop. Yeah. <laughs> Casey, I've done it. 
I've done it as There's well. There's trouble. It's tour number 17. I'm going to eat, goddammit. For a fast food joint, and, and Steve, they send me coupons. I got, uh, you know, $50 worth of, I, I think it was Wendy's or KFC or something, but but I called. It was the same exact thing. Horrible service. Waited, waited, waited forever. And uh, and I was like, you know what? I, I just They should know that, because I think the corporations want to know if their stores are performing poorly. Well, I mean, but and in, they sent me coupons. In this case, you know, the, the guy's like, he just, look, he, you know, for so many years, he's had that product that's 16 ounces. Yeah. You know, well, why are you having with this stuff, man? <laughs> I mean, now it's 12 and 12. It, 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 what am I going to do with that additional meat? And I'm going to eat, God damn it. It occurs to me that if they're eating that, plus T-bone steaks and two dozen eggs, right. they might have just enough appetite to polish off those additional ounces of pork. You know, it's not a stretch. Uh, no, you already had your seven pieces of bacon. I'm going to go to uh, Rob. Hey, Rob, good morning. Rob, are you there? Nope, we lost Rob. Rob's uh, dad is apparently exactly just like that. Let me go to uh, Brian. Hey, Brian, good morning. Morning. Hey, what's up, Brian? Nothing much. I want I want that as a ringtone. <laughs> I want to eat, goddammit? Absolutely. All right. We'll I see. think it's a good idea. Yeah. We'll see if we can put I that up eat, on the God website. I'm trying to clean it up. The audio is not the best. But uh, here you go. Camp Out for This is from uh, Eyes Bled Clear. The Camp Out for Hunger theme this year. I want to eat, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that should yeah. be the slogan. We'll put that on the instant replay. Yeah. 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 Uh, hang on. Let me go to uh, Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. You guys rock. Thank Yo! you. What's up, Chris? Hey, Preston, why don't you try the need to eat pizza? The Jimmy Green guy sounds just like you. It sounds like me. It does. What am I talking about? I am talking about the need to eat pizza. I'm going to eat, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> small little, small 12-ounce pizza. Can't have that. No. He's having 16-ounce pizza. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. The need to eat pizza. <laughs> you can't feed over 900 pounds of men. Yeah, I've never been the uh, uh, the call, the, you know, the, the, the hotlines no. and complain type person. I, I mean, just, I just don't, I don't have the time or the will. I, I actively try to avoid... You know those kind of a hole situation. Like, what are they gonna? What are they gonna care? Just use a different product. If you don't like something, use something else. Well, it's yeah. not if, if I don't like it. Yeah. But if I didn't like that service, if I, you know, like, you know, when when I was waiting fifteen minutes in a drive through when I was second in line, like, you know. I want to get home, goddammit. You know, like, that, that, that's I'm how I eat, felt. God damn it. And this was before cell phones, so I actually did take the time to get home and call and call that number. So I used, uh, or my friend used the movie Summer School as a reference, where the guy writes and oh, yeah. complains and gets all the free stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So in high school, he would just write to every company with a nice, confident letter and then get free stuff all the time. Uh, yeah, there, there, there was actually a, a book out that explained the merits of doing that where you would just, you know, write the customer service departments because that's really what they're there for. They're there to issue out coupons or whatever, you know, uh, you know, unless your your head blew off if you, if you, you know, you ate one of their products. But otherwise, oh, we'll make it up to you. We'll, we'll, we'll send you some new ones. Yeah, whatever. yeah. Let me go to uh, Karen. Hey, Karen, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Karen? I'm, um, I was just calling because I work in customer service too. And people who call in and are really nasty, we will do everything we can not to help that person. But if they're nice, yeah. we will spend half an hour just needing whatever they whatever they want. We'll give it to them. Oh, yep. that's great. Yeah, yep. that's that's true. If, if you call- are calling, people who are calling in, just be nice. You can get whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. it's true. It's true. You, I mean, if if you call up bitching and raging, they're they're not. They're going to do everything they can to make it difficult for you. Hey, listen, I went to uh, my wife and I went out to eat. What was that last week? 
Um, the, they, the kids were getting a little bit crazy. It's one of those BYO places, you know, right. so I had a bottle of wine, bought a nice bottle of wine, you know, oh, yeah. spent a whole $5 on it. <laughs> and um, so the, the kids were going crazy towards the end of the meal. So we cut our meal short, and I had to help my wife carry the kids out to the car. So I left the bottle of wine on the table, which I was going to take home. All of my food and my coat and all this stuff, right? I got out to the car, get back. I was probably gone for a minute and a half. And they com- cl- completely cleared oh. the entire table. And it's, you know, I, I can't, I, and I didn't complain. But the waitresses had, had a big problem with this, and they felt really bad. They threw away my wine that I was going to take home. And they went and got the manager, and the manager came over, and he was really cool. And, you know, I just, what, man? What? <laughs> you know, I know, I know. But uh, so I... I wasn't going to complain, and I didn't complain, but the manager was so cool, and I guess because maybe I wasn't a big dick about things, he ended up giving me a gift certificate for the restaurant. You there know, you know? Right? Yeah, boom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So just uh, be nice. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this is until it's time to, to not, not be nice. nice. <laughs> Thank you, Dalton. Uh, I got uh, a couple instant messages don't hurt. that want to hear it all the way through one more time. So uh, all right, you, know, you want to roll that again? Sure, right. yeah, why not? Here yeah. we go. I don't know where you people come from. I don't know if you test your products. Your quantity of your product, your products are very delicious. <laughs> very delicious. <laughs> I, I love that. Hold on. Products, products are very delicious. Love them for many years. <laughs> if he, if wait, if he were if he were Irish, he would sound like um, very delicious. Yeah, yes, Bob Geldof. <laughs> I love your love your products. I've been eating them for over thirty years. It's wonderful. But just as you were talking, three hundred pounds of goddamn men every morning. <laughs> Two bone steaks or five dozen eggs or haggis. <laughs> wanted to let you know I would not be buying your products anymore. And now going to switch to links and sausage patties. <laughs> <laughs> the Texan buffalo. Oh, oh my God. In Texas, Ireland. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me... People come from, I don't know if delicious. you test your products, your quantity of your products. Your products are very delicious. <laughs> Love your sausage for 30-something years, but I can't take and feed a family of five on a little 12-ounce roll of sausage. I don't mind paying you more money for your 16-ounce roll of sausage, but you don't have it anymore. You've got a 12-ounce roll, and you got three men that weigh over 200 pounds apiece, a woman that's a little plump, Scotch girl. Because his perception is over there, Jimmy Dean Sausage, the manufacturing plant, like somebody will snap out of me. You can't feed the Lucy boys on that kind of 12-ounce roll. They're big boys over there. That's right. A woman that's a little plump, Scotch girl, and a daughter who's 13, and you're going to try to take a 12-ounce roll of sausage and a couple of dozen eggs and feed that, it ain't going to work. And I'm not going to purchase your product anymore or ever again. And as far as your 16-ounce and maple and sage, I don't eat that. I'm not from the north. I'm a Texas man. Some Jimmy Dean sausage <laughs> is for some people to eat with the breakfast with the fried eggs and the T-bone steaks. And I can't see. Could you imagine fried egg sausage and T-bone sausage steaks and T-bone steaks and eggs? Yes, he, for breakfast. He's plural on the steaks, right? Yes. That's what he yeah. says. T-bone oh, yeah. steaks. That's right. A little twelve-ounce package to feed four, five, six people, and I'm not going to buy two of those twelve-ounce packages just because you want to downsize and charge the same goddamn price. <laughs> I'd sure like a reply, and I'd sure like you to go back to your 16-ounce package on your regular sausage, because I'm not going to buy it otherwise ever again. I'll just have my own damn sausage made like I used to 30-something years ago. It's not as tasty as yours is, but it'll work. Goodbye. Little old 12-ounce goddamn roll of sausage. <laughs> to be your brother and me and you. 
600 pounds of men, at least, you get my point? And the two girls, and they put it in that pussy roll of sauce. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Somebody needs their ass kicked. Some little consumer geek aroid. Save money, yeah, save money, save money. I'm going to eat, goddammit. <laughs> you know that was the biggest thing that. to happen in that household in the past month. <laughs> you hear Daddy D? He called up them Jimmy Dean boys. I love that. I absolutely love that. we got to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. Stay there. For 50-plus years, MMR has owned the Stones. And now, and now, you can own the Stones with a free pair of tickets. Listen to Win Your Way In to see the Rolling Stones July 23rd in Philadelphia. Delphia. Tune in at 8 a.m. when Preston and Steve reveal the winning Stone song of the day and the hour it will play. Listen for MMR to play it from a vinyl copy of Honk, their new greatest hits album. 25th caller picks up the record and two tickets to see the Rolling Stones. When we spin, you win. Only from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's interesting you played that sound because I had a question. <laughs> Do you get when you don donate sperm? Uh, is That's that the sound you make? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right there. Oh, oh, exactly. Thank you. Sir. That's what I thought of when I said it. When, when you go and donate sperm, is that to the drive-thru? No. Is is that used for procreation or is usually it... yeah. yeah and milkshakes? <laughs> Well, no, I was curious if they use it for, you know, like testing or, you know, doing, doing. <laughs> and furthermore, I got a question. Do for you, smoothies, Preston. Does, does your said uh, sperm donation come with a resume? Yes. Yes, it, it does. does. Yeah, there's yes. nothing on it, though, because it hasn't been born yet. <laughs> Wait, Wait you have to fill out a bunch of information. I actually have friends who did it um, in college. And, yeah, you have to fill out a, a bunch of information. Like, they, they ask for a lot in your background because, you know, you, uh, medical background as well as, like, you know, your schooling and stuff like that. But it's it's but they specify your, your in most cases where a sperm bank, it's used for procreation. It's I, I, I assume they'd have to specify if it was being used for <laughs> testing purposes. Well, yeah, because I mean, I, first of all, where do you go? I don't know where Taco you go. Taco Bell. No, I don't know where you go to uh, to donate. Just sexy mail. Is it is it a sperm bank? I guess. I mean, I wasn't sure if they. There's used one it. in Marlton. I wasn't sure if they specifically used it for you know, like women can come and pick and choose if they if they want. It's like a regular bank. Yeah. Or, Sit down. Or if they if they do that to uh, if they take those as samples for whatever kind of testing right. might I, be well, done. I don't know. No, I, I did it. Question. You I, did it. You did it. And I got shot. They didn't use it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you had to go. Because you're in college for seven years. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure that you came in with it already taken care of. I got it for you. I got this in a cup here. <laughs> no, I got a lid in the car. It's one of those Wawa cups. <laughs> I was living in uh, in Washington D.C. at the time, and they had a place out in uh, a town called Vienna, which is about a half hour west of the city. It's in my I, hand. <laughs> I, drove, I drove all the way out there. You had to fill out the whole paperwork, Kathy, and um, uh, you know. Education was this was in college? Uh, no, no, this was uh, a couple of years after college. I was really poor. I wasn't making any money, and it's about three hundred fifty bucks a pop. That's so. what a lot of dudes. That's do, why you do, do it. Do it for the loot. 350 bucks Three, a pot? Every time. And you can go more than once as long as they approve you. But Are you the, kidding? The what reason God? that they didn't approve me is that they're looking for genetic background. And the, the re, they had enough people who were 5'8", five, 5'9", five, with, you know, an Irish-Italian uh, genetic makeup and, uh, you know, brown hair, green eyes, that kind of thing. So they, if I were a six foot two tall black man, they probably would have taken my, my junk. Oddly enough, we had uh, the, we have audio of that while you really? were there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Oh! Ah! Yeah. Oh! Oh! Stop! Okay, keep doing it. Yeah. Oh! Ah! 
<laughs> Oddly enough. Big dick black. We had yeah. that. Uh, wait, okay, so if they did take it and you did get your $350, wouldn't you be thinking, like, oh my God, my kid's running around somewhere? Yeah, that thought goes through your mind, but I think the more pressing issue is how am I going to pay the rent at the end of this well, month, and yeah. that's what you're worried Let about. Let me ask you. When you sign this stuff, how are there there waivers uh, so that you, in no uncertain terms, surrender your rights to no. permen- parental? Uh, so no, that, you can you can track that information down. Well, You're saying, you can? Saying, oh yeah, can because there's no the, the, the case yeah. locally. Uh, you know. Uh, well, yeah. The reason I brought it up is there's a. I'm sorry, there was a lawsuit. Uh, uh, it says here in this uh, story, it says a woman who promised a sperm donor he would not have to pay child support cannot renege on the deal. For a while there, it was looking like this dude was going to have to pay child support. No. Right. He was a sperm donor, and, yeah. and the court initially held that he was liable yeah. for for uh, a child support up to $1,500 a month. For two for for the, for two kids was wow. he an anonymous donor or did Obviously he say no hey, okay. no no this was a this was consensual okay uh, you know the, he they, they had worked out a deal and obviously women can go in and look for particular backgrounds particular they have a tasting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> particular physical makeup that kind of thing and uh, the reason that I know this is that there was a story on sixty minutes or some news magazine show where they tracked down these six or seven siblings these people who had been all been sired by the same guy uh, and they had the same father different mothers so these people were were genetically related to one another wow. and have uh, similar backgrounds. You know, they, they both they're all into you know piano and they all are, are blonde and blue eyes and that kind of thing. And it's because of their father. And then all of these kids track down their dad and they actually develop a little bit of relationship with the guy. That's pretty that's weird. Yeah. That's very weird. Very so weird. All right, it, it's cool that uh, that I guess the mothers can go in and say, "Hey, all right, I'm looking for somebody, uh, you know, tall. Maybe a tall, maybe a doctor or something yeah. like that." However, does it come with a picture? Because I could be smart as hell but ugly as sin. So. So I, I think, I well, let me ask you, during your Good process, question. Nick, do, what, what, they obviously describe, they have to genetically give an indication of, of what the child might end up looking right. like. And, and I, did they take a picture or did they write down a description of you? No, uh, Well, maybe they wrote down a description. They did not take a picture of me, but it was it was all about my, my background, my parents' background, my education, uh, and, and those kinds of general questions. But it was a pretty long interview process and it was a pretty extensive one. Uh, you know, it was like um, six or seven pages that you had to fill out. You did were you there. get paid? No, because they didn't end up taking oh, my batch. Oh, yeah. really? So I, like bucks. <laughs> I went through the whole thing, and yeah, right. The baby Did gas money. Into... Do you think I enjoyed that? <laughs> Do you think I enjoyed that? You're, you're right about the the ugly thing. That's yeah. funny because I mean, it'd be great if there was a question on there. Do you consider yourself ugly? Because... Well, you do have to give a physical description of yourself, but I know what you mean. You you could be tall, blonde hair, blue eyes, and just yeah, butt and ass five ass. eyes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. butt ass <laughs> ugly. That's true. Let me go to Lou. Hey, Lou. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Gadzooks. What's up, Lou? Uh, nothing. Uh, you guys are talking about, you know, throwing all, all the information to be a sperm donor. And, yeah, yeah. you actually do go to a, a sperm bank because I, I actually planned on doing it in college with uh, my roommate. Now, the best thing about it is, I mean, you you get $50 every time you go, every time you make a donation. Now, the downfall is I, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, and uh, they said that you have to have a year commitment to do this. You have to go, like, at least once a week. For a year? For a year, yeah. Well, there are also... Uh, I, there I are, think I can cover that. There are guidelines that you have to follow about uh, time by yourself outside of the office. You're not allowed to... Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you have, your donation has to be, you know, no older than two days. Yep. And no, or, yeah, wait no a second. So like four days. you don't you don't make your donation on site. Yeah. You're allowed to bring it in with you. No, no, no. You you have to do it on site, but you can't like you can't 
give a donation by yourself, like at yeah, home. Because guys are bringing in holiday sauce. Day. But right. you, you can't uh, you can have fun by yourself at home. Actually, you wow. have to you have to have uh, the strict guidelines as to you know all, all sexual activity. So you can't be Wait, sexually why? active well, because the you could, the, you could perpetuate disease. Well, and the not not just that, Steve, but the amount of of sperm yeah, that are donated five, when you go well, in it needs to be good stuff. Because oh. if it's less than a day old, it's, right. it's not good. Or if it's more than four days old, it's no good. What they can't use sperm helper, right? No, but, and, they, <laughs> and it, you have to be. Uh, you have to give as much as you can give when you're getting in the office. So if you've had wow. sex the day before or been by yourself within the last couple of days, they won't they won't allow you to do that. that I had Absolutely, no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. It was and by the way, strict. fifty bucks, dude, you're getting ripped off down in Virginia. It's three fifty. So what? Yeah. Wait, no, 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 no. no but you, no, no. His just to go in and do it. He said was fifty. Oh, it was fifty dollars every time. Every yeah, time, fifty dollars every time. And like, well, like me and my roommates figured out you could go like three times a week. Like that's one hundred fifty bucks a week. Where. I mean, I'm usually just flushing it down the toilet. I mean, yeah, well, how, how much? Let me ask you, how much? Well, is well, well, it, it, can you work up a situation where you could conceivably go every day? No, no, not every day because, okay. like I'm saying, the donation has to be you know right, no right. older than like a. I day gotta go to work. <laughs> yeah. Dude, your hands are all callous. What are you, a construction worker? No. Two hundred bucks a month. That's, that's not too bad. The, the fact that this dude got nailed got nailed for child because I would assume that they would go to great lengths. I would to sign, make sure that I'm not beholding to any financial. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it, it, things like that, cases like that, are starting to pop up. Sure, like they're starting to track you down and say, even though you were anonymous, have nothing to do with me. <laughs> this is this is your biological yep. child. Yep, exactly. You are the father, and you need wow. to uh, you need to uh, kick it up. Let me go to Stacy. Hi there, Stacy. Hey, you guys rock. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, Stace? I just saw, I don't know, it was like a month ago on 60 Minutes or one of those shows where there's websites now actually where they hook up the, like, the mothers, the parents of these, like, sperm donor kids with the actual fathers. Like, they right. go by the file number, like, oh, was your donor Q345? And you can actually find, um, they're finding siblings. So if you donated, like, you know, 50 times over a year, you might actually have, you know, not just one kid, but you might have 10 kids. So these 10 kids are all now finding each Jesus. other and then tracking that's down weird. the dads. Is it, they mean yeah, the dad. The I'm, I'm sure it's like, you got to be honest with you. I'm not an astronaut. <laughs> it's crazy. And one, one of them was a doctor. He's like a young, hot bachelor doctor, and everyone was, like, dying to meet him. And, yeah. you know, of course, they want to have nothing to do with the kids. But they're like, oh, yeah, that's great. Thanks. Well, yeah, because they just they needed money in college. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? I they didn't want a kid. But I'm thrilled to find out I have a family of 11 children. Right. Man, I'm 25, and this is awesome. Uh, Casey was telling me that uh, our friend Dave McGrogan uh, was a, uh, a regular sperm donor. Really? He's, really? He's on the line. Yeah, how do you know this? Uh, because there's a there's a company now that it's all his sons. It's called HireLittlePeople.com. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Oh, oh. Casey, what the hell's wrong with you? He just hung up. <laughs> No, no, he didn't. He didn't. Dave, are you there? Yes. That's the one I met. The reason he knows is because he was holding the cup. <laughs> now, did you? Now, we had a guy calling earlier, Dave, that said he had to go once a week for a year. Were you on that program? We, we were all in chiropractic school, and there was about seven of us that went in for the initial interview. And uh, believe it or not, at the end of it, only about one of us was accepted. Now, I actually, I uh, actually withdraw. I, uh, I pulled out of the program. Yes. 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 Prematurely, <laughs> and you were penalized. <laughs> 
But uh, you you knew the one guy that got chosen? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was amazing. The one guy's sperm wouldn't freeze right. Right, so right. He, he was rejected. But, yeah, another guy did it. And he ended up making about 1200 bucks a month. 1200 wow. bucks yeah. a month. Yeah. I now just like 50 Atlanta, kids. So. I have to ask you something. Uh, that is tartar sauce at Kildare. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Th- so uh, would, would there be a maximum amount of donations one could do in a, in a month? Yeah, it was between three and four a month, at least the place that we went to, and, and it was very true about pleasuring yourself. And, and and the big the big dilemma I had was one: what if I met you know what if I was a forty year old bar owner one day and I met a really hot twenty year old, right? And, you know, and she sort of looked like me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. good point, man. That is, that oh, is a, God, that's yeah. a that's a valid fear if, because if you're talking about many women oh. using. Your batch, as, yeah. as uh, Nick put yeah. it, you could you could conceive. Oh, that's horrible. I, I mean, I'm happily married now, but based on my previous record, the yeah. statistical odds. Yeah. 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 What What about the guy that was chosen? Is he like uh, you know a big stud or anything like that? Or you know why, why did he get chosen over everybody else? Uh, he he was he was more or less committed to the program because they they did kick people out when when they weren't donating good sperm, which meant they knew you were taking care of yourself. Okay. You know, think, think about it as a guy. You're a 22 year old guy and how are you going to say no to yourself when you're a 22 year old guy? Well, you I think, of, you think of up like, to that point, all the money that slipped through your fingers is just uh, <laughs> insane. <Yeah. laughs> it's like yeah, I've been I, wasting so much money. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you know and, and we were a bunch of chiropractic students. A lot of these guys were into natural health. They had good bodies. You know what I mean? They were pretty healthy guys. And yeah, so I mean, I, I could have been. I could have been a millionaire off of one towel in my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, good to talk to you, Dave. Blood, when you good donate blood, you yeah, good, good to talk to you. When you donate blood, it's only like five bucks, right? I've never been paid for blood. No, you donate yeah, it. Sometimes they, sometimes they, they donate or sell. They I think used it's to plasma be, uh, that you used to be able to sell. Yeah, they used to be able to sell blood, right? And I got twenty bucks in it and a plate of cookies, but I did that for for a specific person. Okay, and his sister gave me twenty bucks and a plate of cookies just for donating blood. Just a sister out of her own pocket. <laughs> yeah, well, it was an, it was an older guy, and I was in college, yeah. and and uh, he had a. You can put your pants on now, Sean. <laughs> 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 Let me go to uh, I have David real quick. Hey, David, how you doing, man? Guys rock. What's up, Dave? Yeah, um, I was uh, I'm six foot four, blonde hair, blue eyes, uh, varsity soccer. Wow. And uh, in college, they had me fill out. It was like thirty pages this interview. I was they're asking me about where I was from and all that and everything. And uh, they said I was a good candidate, but at the bottom they said if you want to leave a comment. And all I put was, you got nutted, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he just got nutted, bitch. <laughs> he just got nutted. Now, if you're uh, a, by a the woman way, being sworn in today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're a woman, can't you donate your eggs for, for several thousand dollars? I, I mean, think you can. I, wait, hold on. I just found this site. That has got to be a wild, I would assume. But, but then again, I thought the sperm donation thing was a lot more elaborate as far as your liability. I, you would only assume that donating eggs had to be an, an incredibly yeah. complex procedure. Well, yeah, it, it, you can do it. You can donate eggs. It doesn't I mean, say how much you get paid. Oh, to you do get it. a lot. It's get, a lot. Thousands. A lot more than, than donating sperm. Well, it's because, and I actually, I just found this out this weekend because it was, uh, we went to New York and I went to the Bodies. Uh, uh, body know, World? The, the Body Works yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. exhibit. And uh, there was a thing about the reproductive system that I didn't know that women uh, are born with a, with, 
you're born with the amount of eggs you're going to have for the rest of yeah, your life. Yeah, finite amount. That's yeah. all there is to it. And so, you can keep regenerating sperm until you're like 70. You yeah, know? You oh, can, yeah. You can keep making it. Yep, exactly. So I would it's imagine like Doritos. that it's going to cost a whole hell of a lot more. And this is a little late, but I had to add this. Man! <laughs> That's for you, Mr. Nutter. Yeah. You just got nutted, bitch! Uh, let me see here. I want to go to... Ooh, this is interesting. Let me go to Heather. Hi there, Heather. Good morning. Hi, good morning. How are you? Good. I'm actually a physician, and my uh, I have a relative who just went through this a couple years ago with the whole um, sperm donor issue, and it was interesting. As a physician, I learned a lot of stuff. There's a place in Virginia where you can buy, a, you can get a catalog if you're into getting the sperm doning, donor thing, um, and you can go through the catalog, and there's different grades of sperm you can get. God, um, I, I remember being a kid. <laughs> I remember being a kid going through my sperm donor catalog, oh, <laughs> everything. circling everything, circling everything. Yeah. So, so what, what, what all can you get in this catalog? Well, there's you can have the the bottom you know the bottom level is blue collar type worker person and you can get some basic genetic background on the patient on the person then the next level would be maybe a college graduate um, with again the same genetic information the highest level that you could pay for which obviously is a little more expensive is the the doctor the PhD the lawyer yeah. who you can even get a picture of them as children. So you can see what your child may or may not that look is like. Wild. You can match that child wow. with say, your spouse. But but not a, a photo of them as an adult? No. There was it was only a photo of them as up until maybe they were like eight seven, something of that. Of then that there's nature. the Clint so Howard the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, three samples. Hey, Just Heather, take them. Heather <laughs> let me ask you, on the on the, on the questionnaire and, and all that, it, are, are one of the things that, that you find out about the person, because you were talking about college education and, and, and okay. blue-collar workers and stuff like that, and there are people that, that don't have a college education but go on to become very successful. Is is salary in, in yeah, the... It well, is? You can, I don't know so much what was the financial information wasn't salary, but you can find out what they're doing as of the time of the donation, what they were doing for a career. Nick, do you remember so, filling out anything about money? Well, I remember not having any money, so right. whatever that question was. was <laughs> that might you know, have killed it, too. Yeah, yeah. but uh, no, it was definitely education, uh, and it was definitely, you know, a genetic background. And, and um, you know, and if you went to Bucknell or not. <laughs> they yeah. asked that, yeah. But no, they, I mean, they try to find out as much about you as they possibly can what? so that the woman who wants your sperm can find <laughs> out as indicators. much about you. <laughs> Here, here's more audio of Nick and his sperm donation. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a part in there. A little painful. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have that oven mitt back, son? Uh, I'm go, let me go to, uh, well, I was going to go to Renee here, but we just lost her. Uh, let me go to Steve. Hey there, Steve. Good morning. Mind if we dance with your day. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Steve? Yeah, uh, my wife works in an office where they make them kind of deposits. And uh said the one time, it was real funny, that a guy brought in a mayonnaise jar filled with skin so soft. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, the girl's got a kick out of it. It was just a joke. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? They're fooling around over there. <laughs> you, you've got to hear nothing but <laughs> jokes and practical jokes all day long. I'm sure, and I'm sure that the nurses love all of those jokes. That, but, but you know what? Um, they do provide you with spanking material. I mean, the, the they give you oh, yeah. porn. You know, you're in a room where we, you, we actually we went. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steve, Wait, and, uh, Steve <laughs> and Casey and me went. We, it was years ago. It was before you guys were on the show. And we were we were trying. It was kind of like a race. We wanted to see who had the highest sperm count. So we, we, went, <laughs> we went to a clinic. Yeah. Sure enough, they put you in a room. And uh, you get you got magazines, yeah. movies. You got the whole deal. I went with I went the movie route. Yeah, I was yeah. watching one poor movie, but I was thinking about another one. While I was, I was watching, watching uh, Sanford and Son. <laughs> oh, really? Really? Yeah. Casey, 
Casey, yeah. you won? I won. No, I did. No, I won. I thought I had the highest no, oh, case. Casey did. won. Yeah, Casey really? won. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I put on. All red. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I meant that. That is a very bizarre, very weird, because it is very clinical, and, uh, you know, here is your material, and uh, (laughs) you want to try willing anuses by very high success rate, and uh, all the the gentlemen seem to appreciate what's uh, contained within this particular film. Is that the one you went with, Steve? (laughs) Yes, that was mine. (laughs) I put on the subtitles. Willing. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you it's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bizarre to have oh. learned people handing you that oh sort of thing. Oh my god. You know what? We should we should take some calls. I know we we're not gonna be able to do it now, but people who do work in those clinics if they could go uh, flip through the titles of what they of what they have available in their selection. <laughs> we can just have another contest. Flip through ourselves. What do you say? Willie Anus is five. Oh dear God! I'm sorry. I thought you said Willie Anus. <laughs> <laughs> From Good Times? <laughs> no, no, that's John Amos. That's John Amos. Who's Willie Ames? <laughs> Willie Ames is from Eight Is Enough and uh, Charles in Charge. Oh yeah. my God, I'm way. Who's I thinking of? John Amos. John Amos. <laughs> Die Hard 2. Oh my God. I'm Oh, wow. God. All right, well, hang on real, real quick, and then, <laughs> then we've got to move on. Uh, Danielle had a comment. She's used a, uh, a sperm donor. Hello there, Danielle. Hello. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, Danielle? Um, yeah, I used a sperm donor. I'm not a lesbian. I'm happily married. Um, but my husband had some problems. And um, sure. one of the guys, things you guys are talking about yeah. is, you know, uh, difficulty with running into siblings and stuff. There's regulations on that. Like once there's um, so many live births, I think the doctor told us it was ten. They like cut that sperm donor off, and he can't be used anymore. It's like at the bar they, they got it. They, they can't serve you anymore. <laughs> You're cut off. Sorry, I'm going to get you a cab. You got to go home. You can't drive because your hands are sore anyway. Uh, it's also very expensive. I mean, every time. We went, like, just for the stuff. It was, like, 400 bucks For you guys to spend? Yeah, just wow. on the stuff. That didn't cost, that didn't count. Um, so on, 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 frosting on the, gen- on the genetic material itself, wow. just just the actual purchase is 400 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And then you have to pay to have them defrost it. And, um, and, and if you want uh, whipped cream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Steve, you're right. Literally millions of dollars have slipped through my fingers over the years. Millions of dollars. That's unreal. Well, this was kind of this was a little freaky. This guy was originally going to have to pay child support, even though it, the, the woman up front said, look, you will have no financial no responsibility. No parental responsibility. Nothing at all. And then she all turned it around on him and said, nope, I want it. And he was paying like $1,200 a month. That's yep. ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, apparently in, in Harrisburg, they have overturned that to the Pennsylvania Supreme oh. Court. The yeah. court upheld the original agreement saying the guy is not beholden. Yeah, so which is uh, pretty weird. But I didn't know it was that, uh, that involved. I had yeah. uh, no idea about that. All right, we've got to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. 
Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big-name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. We're going to start with a truly strange story. I first saw the video of this online, and I thought, well, okay, that was kind of interesting. It was a, it was a robbery that was thwarted, but thwarted? Further investigation has found a bit of a wrinkle in this. Yes, it was thwarted. Uh, while a robbery at a pizza restaurant was in progress, a clerk discovered that her father was the robber. No. When another clerk struck the man, <laughs> knocking him out cold and knocking off his wig and sunglasses. This happened on Friday Daddy? night in Texas. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Stephanie Martinez didn't know her parents and husband planned to rob the pizza patron where she worked. So no one on either side knew that this. Nope. It was just. It was just a happy coincidence. Police said no. Actually, no. The, the other people knew. Oh, the people okay. who committed the robbery knew about it, but the girl who worked there did not know this was going to happen. Police, I just wanted to see my little girl at work. Police said they had no plans <laughs> to file charges against Martinez. Her father was apprehended after witnesses uh, followed the getaway pickup. Martinez's husband told them that she didn't know about the robbery. He said that she knew they were going to rob someplace, but she thought it was going to be a convenience store. Have fun with your robbing tonight. Right. And it turned out to be the place where she worked. And the video... Did they think that she was complicit in the robbery? No, they don't. Okay. They're, they're not charging her. So uh, you should see the video of it online. The, the guy walks in. He, he tries to uh, rob it. There's another guy that works there. The dude just bum rushes him and pops him in the face, <laughs> knocks him out cold. And you see the girl just standing there all confused. It's her dad wow. laying there. It's a pretty messed up story. You know how you wanted to meet my dad? Well, there he is. Right. A, quote, vulnerable man cut off his own head with a chainsaw. Wow. After being ordered to move out of his home to make way for developers. Please believe this took place in England. That'll show him. Uh, David Fales' severed head was found. on. Applied directly to the forehead. <laughs> was found beside the power tool inside his housing association flat shortly after receiving his eviction notice. Detectives were investigating the How po- about an angry phone call? The possibility that the 58-year-old uh, killed himself rather than leave his home of eight years. Probably should have sent an email. Uh, he was the last resident living on an estate uh, earmarked for demolition. It's understood police are not treating his death as suspicious. Uh, the coroner... <laughs> it's just a standard cut his own head off with a chainsaw. The coroner said the possible cause of death of Mr. Fail is complete transaction of the neck and chainsaw wound to the neck. But they're investigating that a little bit further. This is clearly the act of a stupid man. Three bears at a Ukrainian zoo tore a man limb from limb oh. after he fell into their enclosure. I got the wishbone. <laughs> the 22-year-old man was drunk and uh-huh. trying to take close-up shots of the Siberian brown bears at uh, Mykolaiv no, City no, Zoo. not going to be good. Come on down. When Come he- on down. Get in close. We'll get a good shot. When, uh, no, he, I won't attack you. He lost, Jesus, do you believe this guy? He lost his footing. Uh, the three bears... Come on, down. come on. They charged the man... <laughs> come on. Right around there. If, if you can crawl, if you can shimmy a little bit, you can get down. What do you think? Those signs are for kids, the, they're not for adults. Come the, on. The three come ba- take a picture with your buddy bear pal. 
cows. <laughs> the three bears. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right, I'll do it. There's a good man. <laughs> the three bears charge the man immediately. Just hanging with the bears. Tearing him limb from limb as he tried to escape, according to the station. Are bears known as liars? Elephants have great memories. You hear that all the time. Have you ever heard? Oh, bears, they lie a lot. Just doesn't happen. Just doesn't happen. So come on down. The man was dead before, <laughs> before keepers could separate the animals from their victim. Uh, the brown bear is highly territorial. No kidding. And, a, a world, and, good. and among the world's largest land carnivores. Did they destroy the bears? Did it say? No, uh, it's Russia, dude. Yeah, they, they, they probably let them have the rest of the day off. I don't yeah. really so. know. We're Listen, home. Listen to this. See you tomorrow. Hey. <laughs> Morning, Ralph. Morning, Ralph Lou. I'll call you. <laughs> Listen to this. A shark was found in a swimming pool at one of Sydney, Australia's most popular beaches on Friday, apparently swept into the pool by a freak wave. That is so cool. The one-meter shark turned up in a rock pool situated next to the open ocean at uh, Cronulla Beach. Uh, Fisheries officers netted the shark and released it back into the sea unharmed shortly after members... Was he at the swim-up bar? After members of the public (laughs) reported its presence in the pool on Friday Bloody Mary, please. It was quite calm, just swimming happily up and down uh, at one end of the pool. What kind of shark? And uh, um, I don't really know, but uh, swimmers apparently come. Was in it a pool shark? <laughs> yeah! Thank you. Good night. Just ignore that one. Uh, swimmers uh, come in at six a.m. every morning to do laps, and it's still dark then, and they must not have even noticed that the shark was wow. in the pool. I'm surprised it could live in the chlorinated water. Yeah. And they said it was swept into the pool overnight by a large wave. And then finally, we'll do one more quick story. A Chinese farmer accidentally knocked himself out for 11 hours when he was supposed to be anesthetizing a deer. <laughs> Lou, used, Lou. A, used a strong animal anesthetic. What are you doing over there, Lou? Anesthetic to tranquilize the deer at his I'm farm. I'm tranquilizing a deer. <laughs> so he could harvest their antlers for Chinese medicine. And uh, <laughs> after administering a shot to I one. I see our antlers. To one deer uh, at his farm. I'm sorry. Uh, after administering a shot to one deer, Lou noticed anesthetic dripping from the needle and used his hand to wipe it dry. Uh oh! By accident, he poked his skin with the needle, and some of the anesthetic was absorbed into his body. Second mistake. Seconds later, Lou collapsed to the ground. His family and farm workers immediately all the livestock laughing took him to the nearby hospital, which transferred him to the city's emergency center uh, because doctors didn't know the uh, composition of the anesthetic. After contacting the vets at the city zoo, the center gave Lou detoxification treatment and then kept him in intensive care for observation. He finally woke up 11 hours after the accidental shot. What happened? Doctors said the anesthetic was so strong it could have knocked out an elephant in less than a minute. So he was uh, lucky to be alive, I think. Uh, and that is what I have for the... <laughs> I really knocked him out. Yeah, yeah. Didn't even complete his trumpeting. Yeah. Uh, that's what I have for the uh, bizarre file they put back in a minute. What's new? Glad you asked. Rival Sons. Godsmack. The Revivalists. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. 
What's going on, Steve? A shocking new book about Playboy patriarch Hugh Hefner called Hugh Hefner and the American Dream reveals that he had gay sex just to try it and once forced him with his brother, <laughs> wife, and sister-in-law. No. What? But easily the most shocking revelation of all of this is that people had sex with Hef even after seeing his face. Oh, oh my God. Wait, hold on. Is that true? That is true. That's what's coming up in the book. Ew. Paula Abdul and her boy JT, or boy Toy, I should say, JT Toriani, have called it quits, citing their hectic work schedules. Said Paula, quote, it's not fair to JT to see him for a little bit here and there, especially when they have so much drinking to do. <laughs> a trio of writers is suing Corey Hayman, and Corey Feldman, accusing them of stealing their idea for the show now called The Two Corys. According to the writers, they created the show five years ago when it was still being called Two washed-up a-holes named Corey. (laughs) And finally, Sylvester Stallone, and this is the truth, is set to become the first well-known Hollywood actor to star in a Bollywood movie, which is a film that's shot in India. From what we understand, Stallone will star in a variation of his beloved boxing character called Red Dot Rocky. And that's your Hollywood trash. All right, thank you very much. Look at a Red Dot over here. (laughs) That's what it is. Hey, look at that. Hey, I saw... Someone have a laser pointer? I saw this, uh, the, the that this is really cool, and I, and I assume it's a very big deal in the science community, but they, they have found ice on Mars. They found frozen water. Uh, this was confirmed. Yes. Well, what else would the conquering aliens drink before By they come here to kill us all? NASA scientists. <laughs> it was the first time that frozen water has been sampled on another planet. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Because where there's water... Well, there's it's, life. It's an essential ingredient yeah. for life. Uh, I don't know if it's 100% sure or not, but. Oh, of course it is. This is a, this is a lovely is. mix. 2001 and Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. Uh, so, anyhow, yeah, they this was um, uh, the, the probe that they have up there, you know, digging around. And Melvin one. And it's, no, it's actually called Phoenix. Okay. <laughs> I forgot the name. Uh, it says, whilst uh, dice sized chunks, which were dug up from the rocky soil and warmed in the sun, vanished four days after the National Aeronautics and Space Administration's Phoenix probe dug them up June 15th. Uh, they confirm what NASA satellites have suggested for years, that frozen water exists several centimeters beneath Mars' surface. So well, they didn't have to dig down very far. That's amazing. And if you look, they say at the surface, uh, there are all sorts of uh, areas that indicate riverbeds and, really? and valleys dug by water. And uh, all, all the signs were there that at one time there was it was fairly flourishing with that. So the possibility that uh, we were all sort of spawned off of uh, the Martians, you know, did you ever see Red Planet? It's where they're... completely true. Wow. <laughs> it's the one thing true. that a lot of people don't know is the aliens are trying to send us a message and we all dismissed it as just a movie. Man. No, but did I twist your melon on that one? No, no, no. But I mean, that's essentially what they were saying at the end of Red Planet. Was like, all right, life is about to die on Mars, so they, boom, you know, shot out, you know, space <laughs> eggs. Yeah, they had to use the same device we used to shoot T-shirts yeah. into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but along those lines, Casey, there there are all kinds of theories about how life started on Earth, and one of them might be like you know a uh, a meteor or a, a, a comet, part of it, uh, or an part, alien meet and greet. Particles had, uh, had a mixer, if you will, landed on the planet and uh, and had whatever ingredients in it that created the the first forming of of you know cells and things like yeah. that, uh, but. You, there, there is potential that as they continue to dig around Mars, that they come across some kind of, you know, fossilized uh, microbe life. It's, it's quite possible. It, it's fascinating that they've they found the ice. Of course, for many years, people thought that the the face that they believe they see on Mars, yeah. which is just sort of a, a raised area, yeah. but yeah. but from the distance, they they thought that that was. 
perhaps signs of the civilization that exists. In fact, there was that uh, Brian De Palma movie, uh, Mission to Mars, with yeah. Gary Sinise. Yeah. Uh, you know, that said that that was it. But uh, Yeah, and there was something buried under it or something that's like what that. It was. That's right. what it was. Mission to Mars, not okay. Red Planet. Red Planet was that crappy one with Val Kilmer. You were right. thinking of Seabiscuit. Yeah. <laughs> that's a place on Mars, yeah, too. I, I kind of... And that's why when the horse had a broken leg, it could still run. Because of the, the lower gravity. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Well, I, I, was, I, I posed this question to somebody over the weekend. Space. And yes, the, I do have these types of conversations off the air. But what if oh, Noah's Ark? Oh, wait a minute! What if oh, Noah's Ark Jesus. really did exist and as it was an alien re- ship? And, and it was just an alien ship. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Think I, about that one, I'm, dudes. I'm going to adopt that. I'm, okay. I'm, now I'm going to tell people that. Oh God! I don't Kathy, know. Listen, here they, we are, and, and Joe Rogan said it. Here we are, screaming through space. I fell asleep I'm during that interview. Talking into a microphone that is broadcasting out through like several thousand mile radius here, like that is Lisa amazing. Two thousand miles. Yeah. But, I mean, the fact that we're d- having a conversation back and forth uh-huh. is amazing. It's proof positive that the Ark came from space. <laughs> no. It's yeah. proof positive so an that anything is possible. Exactly. Absolutely right. anything. Right. Hey, yeah. hey, 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 decaf coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? How do they do that? And why is it more expensive when they take it out? Uh, you know? It is? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, There's that, your proof. No, I, I'm, I'm very intrigued. Do you get, do you get excited about this stuff? When, I do. I do. You know what? In fact, I told you one day I was just flipping through channels and that, that show, The Universe. I is amazing. Oh On the History Channel, right? Yeah. I, I watched. The first one I saw was about the Big Bang, and it was like two hours long. Yeah, you're watching the I, Ash Rushing Spice Channel, Preston. I, no, no, no. I did not... I did not get up from watching that show. It was so... Um, it, some of that stuff, it, it's very interesting, but occasionally it gets so deep that you really have a hard time wrapping your mind around well, the enormity this of show, things. This show does a good job, though, of spoon-feeding imbeciles oh, sure. oh, no, such no, no, no. as ourselves. They, they, didn't, they don't talk over your head. I mean, just the concepts alone of, of you know the size of the universe, the origin of the universe, and stuff like that. I, I dry, you know, After a while, I'm like, oh, my God. Like in a, you know, I'm in a fetal position on yeah. the couch. I'm so small. <laughs> you know? It gets weird. We're really good at watching shows like that. Yeah. Talking about shows like that is not one of our areas of expertise. No, but it's such it's such cool stuff. Yeah, that I do when I hear you know I, I don't follow all these uh, uh, programs that, that NASA has you know really really closely. But when they come up with something significant, it's pretty cool. Well, you know what's phenomenal is on the HD channels now they're doing things like from from the uh, the, the different the, the the space lab. Um, uh, they're able to show these high-def images that yeah. are unlike anything you've ever seen before. So uh, the, the amount of shows out that are on this order are just are just great. And that, that one you're talking about, President of the Universe, is just phenomenal. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, they're saying that NASA suggests, uh, the, their satellite suggested about a quarter of Mars has ice beneath the surface, uh, primarily at the polar regions. So. Didn't they say that they found signs of hot sauce, too? Did they? Yeah. Which would be amazing. Because that, that would suggest incredible. some sort of barbecue. Yeah. You would. <laughs> hey, listen. I mean, if you have water, then you can have a barbecue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, I saw another study. Water gives life. Life gives Water barbecue. gives life. Life gives barbecues. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Noah's Ark came from Jupiter. <laughs> Mars. Mars. I mean, maybe Jupiter. Hey, look, Mars has always been, I think, because of its location, has been the, the you know, in science fiction, has always been the sure. the, uh, the planet looked to to be the most likely to have generated life. It's the most Earth-like. And I, yeah. but, You're talking but, about uh, Jupiter? No, the, uh, Mars. 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 And yeah. then, because also there's a moon off of either Saturn or Jupiter. It uh, might you, be Europa. You, I don't Europa, know. Europa, yeah. Uh, in fact, in 2010, yeah. they hypothesized that that's where there's there's life on that moon. Yeah, of course, there are, there I know are, that people, you're right, Nick, people are blowing their brains out all over the air. <laughs> there are some, no, there are some moons like that that they say are, 
are somewhat, uh, you know, uh, similar to Earth in, in the makeup, and that mm-hmm. the, if there were any place to have potential to uh, have life, it would be those. Do you think during our lifetime we'll be a, a human on Mars? Nope. Really? Uh, actually, I think it, depending on how healthy we are, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I think I think it's a potential. It's such a long trip, though. Yeah, it's a couple uh, of years to get there, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you I, know what the most difficult thing is uh, that they have getting past about just holding it in until you get there. <laughs> That's why the astronauts are like dancing around, like God. No, it's. uh, Is there a closer? Is there a moon? No, it's the. uh, It's the. God. What's what's that comet? If you could have seen Steve jump around, like he had to go to the bathroom. No, it's gotta go. It's what the was exposure it? to cosmic radiation. Yeah, uh, because it will permeate eventually. Yep. So you got to use a lot of sunblock. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. it, or you are screwed. Yeah. Uh, no, but I mean, they—they I think they can handle the fuel issues by refueling. You know, if they do uh, uh, stations on on the moon or along the way, or some kind of a, a, a space station, they can go to and get the fuel and, and continue on. There a also, long amount of time in space can be deadly if you're exposed to too much radiation. The, now the talk has also, also been about uh, like uh, hibernation, like like a uh, suspended animation, right? You know, Putting the astronauts basically to sleep. Yeah, I don't know if that would happen. Oh but wow, that would be scary. Well, you, you ever show two thousand one? Have you ever seen? No. You probably haven't. Uh, it's it, more it, than forty seven <laughs> minutes long. So. Yeah. yeah, Kathy, you would <laughs> turn it off probably they, in about twenty minutes. They take a trip to Jupiter, and, and the number of the astronauts are in suspended animation. Uh, Planet of the Apes. They go into suspended aliens. Animation. They're yeah. in suspended anim- right, animation. Yeah. They wake them up, and uh, and so that's I guess. Seabiscuit, they're in is sea suspended animation. The jockey is. Sake. They just and he's so small. They just put an ice cube on his head and he freezes. He just freezes right up. That's what's. That's why we should send jockeys into space. Why do I always miss these crucial details? I know in these movies? you miss it. But I guess. And anyway, they but uh, they they have found that there is uh, as evidence of uh, of. Or not evidence, but they have actually found water. Ice yeah, on yeah. Mars. So what, I mean, that's like how long before we have readers up there? <laughs> yeah, but that's that's like uh, that's pretty much as big as it gets, as far as the news is concerned, right? I, I, I think mean, it's, it's, it's they've been looking huge for in, in, in the in the world of space exploration. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's what they've been looking for. You now know, that with the, all uh, these probes, all the these, cheese uh, on the moon thing turned out to be a hoax. <laughs> that's a hoax. Yeah. No, I, I mean, but. I mean that's that's what they're looking for. They sent the Hubble out. Like they're just looking for water because where there's water, there's life, and where and there's life, there's barbecue. barbecue. That's right. <laughs> I love that. There's now barbecue. we all knew this. Yeah. But I, but I am right with you, Preston. I get very stoked on this stuff. Yeah, because what they're doing oh, is, is they're taking the uh, they're taking the water. I can relate more to that. They're taking the, the Here, water. Here's our our treaty on uh, uh, space exploration. All right. Dude, you get the best barrels <laughs> ever, dude. <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, we'll we they... could not be dumber. No, we'll see if they find uh, they find more or not. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll come I need back. some water. We'll come back in a and moment. barbecue. It's a barbecue, Clyde. <laughs> we'll, come... <laughs> we'll come back in just a moment. Stay where you are.